Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. everyone to the spotlight i'm jeremy limert that's steven jensen and shout out to big dick mlj for the intro as always it is august 17th it is thursday we got plenty of wrestling to talk about jensen how you doing buddy i'm doing good i'm doing really good actually um the job has been really really bad lately like like you know i've, I've you know this the shoot job uh you know i've been complaining about that quite a bit lately but after work today, or after this today, after we do the spotlight, I have nine hours of work, and then I am off for an entire week. I got a bachelor party coming up. We're going to a cabin with some of my boys, my buddies since high school. I'm a, I'm a groomsman, and it was one of my buddy's weddings coming up. So we got, we got a cabin rented out like two hours away. It's going to be a really good time. And then I've got the whole next week off. I'm going to be going to AEW Collision and Dynamite here in Atlanta. I'll be doing the spotlight next week out of a hotel room. Like, I'm a... I'm looking forward to it. So I got a whole week off, kind of reset, get remotivated, recalibrate a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to today and in, in, in this this next week coming up, uh coming up. So things are good, man. Just gotta get through, just gotta get through the rest of the day today without losing my cool too bad at work, pretty much. So how about you, man? Uh, I wish you the best to get through the rest of the day and to enjoy your 
vacation, your getaway. Uh, don't get into any trouble, please. Uh, we need mm-hmm. you safe and sound to be on this show moving forward. Uh, I'm well. I'm I'm very tired. The kids are back in school. I get up at six o'clock now, and so uh, it's a long morning. <laughs> nice. Well, you know what? Before we get into the topics today, I might as well. This kind of all ties in, and we I'll I'll give the uh, the hardcore viewers, the people who who trickle in here early, right as the show is starting. I'll I'll give you all this because this is not a topic today, but it does fit into what I'm kind of talking about here. Just really quickly, I'll just get the elephant elephant in the room. And this way, when people trickle in throughout the show or watch the replay or whatever, we can just be like, it's at the beginning of the show. Just watch the beginning. That's where we talk about this. See, part of my motivation, Jeremy, is like I'm upset with a lot of the stuff going on at my at my shoot job. Like, I don't I really there's a lot of stuff that really upsets me about some of the stuff going on. But like at the end of the day, I have to think about this. And I'm really I'm not even joking about this, Jeremy. I'm not joking at all. Like there, there are certain situations where like I'll be super swamped with work or my boss just like won't get off my ass about something. And like, it's just like, just feels like it's just never going to end. And I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to, to clock out and just forget about work. And as it's happening though, I'm like, you know what? I started thinking that you know, people I respect and I'm like, Cody Rhodes, right? Like do the work, just do the work, just do the work. Just put, just put, just put your head down, grind your teeth and just do the work. And that's how I feel. I'm just like, you know what? I just got to do the work. I got to get the paycheck. I got to do my push-ups, do my sit-ups, you know, eat more healthy. Like, I, I want to be like the American nightmare. You know what I mean? And, and that motivates me massively. Um, and then I also think I'm like, what don't I want to come across like? You know, I'm, I don't want to complain. I don't want to like yell at my boss. I don't want my boss to feel bad. A lot of this isn't really her fault. It's really my company's fault. But even my company, like, I'm not going to just like, chew out my my the person signing my paycheck they're not going to bite the hand that feeds me you know so i'm sitting there i'm thinking like so much of the stuff that i want to say if i actually said it i would just come off like such a jerk loser that like it's just not even worth it i might as well just kind of keep a smile on let them know i'm kind of upset but just keep doing a good job and like on my last uh, audit score on like my job i got a 97 out of 100 percent um, so I was like, you know, I'm still performing really, I'm, I'm, I don't even like my job, but I'm performing well and I'm not complaining to a point where it's becoming a real problem for anybody else. And the reason that I can, I can put myself in check is because I'm just like, just don't be like CM Punk. Just don't be like CM Punk. And I think I can, I can get through things and it won't bother everybody else. Um, you know, I, I think, I think the CM Punk stuff is very interesting. I, we, we decided to not make it a topic for today's show. And I just wanted to quickly right off the bat, just say, um, if, if these things are true about like Christopher Daniels can't be on shows when he's part, part of talent relations because of CM Punk and the stuff about Ryan Nemeth and all this stuff, that's very interesting to me. Um, y'all know how I feel about Punk. And all I can really say is like, I've been saying this the entire time. Nothing's changed. It's going to keep happening. And, um, I think that Ryan Nemeth, I'm not even a Ryan Nemeth fan. He's actually the main reason I stopped watching BTE. I think he's super unentertaining. Like I'm not a Nemeth fan. But I think that his tweet was like super accurate. You know, the whole like softest man in the world. Because I'll tell you what, Jeremy, I can't think of anything softer than getting held down and tickled during a fight. So like, I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I just want to get that out there at the beginning of the show. Um, you know, that's my thoughts on CM Punk. I, I, you already know how I feel about him. And like, the, it's just it's just the same old, same old. It's the same, it's the same old Phil over and over and over again. He thinks he's in the right. I think most other people don't agree. But he's, you know, more more valuable, quote unquote, than a lot of the people that he's going to be, you know, screwing with. So, 
anyways, that we, we can just get that out of the way. I've addressed my enemies and we can move on and actually talk about stuff that has to do with the actual shows that we actually enjoy. And, uh, and that's that. That, that is that. Yeah. For anybody expecting more, I got nothing else to add. Jensen no. has said his piece. And we now talked about it before the show, like while we were setting the topics up, we like highly like considered. And I was like, you know, we were both like, you know what? There's a lot of great stuff going on in these shows on the actual wrestling shows. Let's talk about wrestling. So like, you know, cause next week it'll be something else with punk that, that bothers people. It just, it's, it's, it just is what it is. So if you want to ride or die with the guy, continue to, but I'm also seeing a lot of his hardcore fans now being like kind of coming around and being like, wait a second, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I know. I've been saying it for about 20 years now. All right, Jeremy, let's talk about some real wrestling. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. Dynamite last night. We got a lot of matches confirmed for AEW All Out or All In. Sorry, we got like nothing confirmed for All Out. Um, there's only like one match confirmed for that show, one participant. Uh, but All In, a lot of matches announced. The the big ones that we we're going to talk about: uh, Will Osprey against Chris Jericho. This was something that Fightful Select reported uh, like a month or so yeah. ago that this was going to happen. And it was set up through Jericho's decision to join the Callus family, but then Callus was not prepared for him to join. And so the painting, uh, shout out to Mel Coleman doing, yeah. doing the art there. Um, so the, the painting was Callus with Jericho's <laughs> head, uh, severed head and Callus burying Mel Coleman. Don't appreciate that at all um but and so jericho was like what what is happening you didn't think i was gonna join and then callus said like yeah well your ego of course i didn't expect it like i didn't you know i don't have i don't have time for you now and then uh we had takeshka attack jericho kind of fought him up and then we had osprey attack and then later in the backstage and you know jericho taking chair shots back for the boys taking painting shots <laughs> back for the boys that hadn't been who did that warrior and mauler did the uh painting gimmick i believe <laughs> yeah a long time ago i know i've definitely seen other people get like that stuff like hit over their heads like yeah but, but you know, yeah. Rock, you know rock rock and farouk i think farouk just kind of like broke the picture of the rock i can't remember if like anybody got hit with it but warrior and waller was because that was when uh warrior wore the baseball cap and waller was like super mad about that because it like took away the effect of it of him wearing oh, right uh when he got hit with the the painting or the frame him wearing the baseball cap took away the effect of it so um yeah hit with the painting got hit with the chair shot and then in the backstage segment he said you know we we're supposed to do this in tokyo dome then the pandemic got in the way let's do this at wembley let's do this at all in and so chris jericho will osprey is official how you feeling about this segment and this match <sighs> jensen the segment was strange um, for a lot of reasons like it was very it, you know and i'll preface this by saying it, everyone knows this i think chris jericho is the goat like i love chris jericho and i and I'll, I'll so i'll first i'll start with the good i like that we're getting chris jericho versus will osprey i know there's going to be plenty of people that are like jericho's way two passes prime or like they're just sick of jericho or they've been sick of jericho and AEW, and they're sick of the jas and they were sick of the inner circle and like so on and so forth but Jericho is still performing at a super high level, especially for somebody who's got as many miles on him as he does and as many years in this company. Like people can say whatever they want. I guess you can, you can all have your own opinions. Obviously that's fine. But like, 
I don't think that any like wrestling, like professional wrestling fan could watch something like, you know, for instance, like Jericho versus Ishii from like recent recently, like, and be like, this is sucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that has to, at the very least, you got to be like, okay, that was, that was pretty badass match. You know, like there's been plenty of those. Him with the ROH title and stuff, like he really went out there and like, he was having good matches, like, and he still is having good matches. And the reason that I'm highlighting this right now is because y'all really think Will Ospreay isn't going to have an incredible match with Chris Jericho? Like Will Ospreay is probably the best in-ring wrestler in the world right now. Like he like and Jericho is still Chris Jericho. So I for the, for the actual match, I love it. I believe it was supposed to happen like during the pandemic and like it wasn't in like it didn't wind up happening. Um, so like this is a dream match, and but the setup for last night last night was strange from the perspective of like Jericho initially saying like I don't join groups, I create groups. But you know what? I'm just gonna join your group. And I was like, that was weird. And then he was like, he just like, it was so easy. Just like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. And at first I go, I used to turn to my, to my, my buddy, Mike Hughes and my brother who were over here watching. And I was like, they actually just did it. I was like, good. I was like, I want him to join the Jericho. I want, I was, I want him to join the Kyle's family. Like th- this actually just happened. Great. And then like, I realized Jericho wasn't leaving the ring with him right away. And I was like, okay, where's like, Where's the swerve and like is Will Osprey about to come out? Because that was kind of what I was thinking was like, are we actually gonna get Osprey and we are we Osprey versus Jericho? So, but the, everything you just explained also was very weird because like Jericho accepts it, Callus tries to get him out of the ring, and then Callus is like, has that picture of of him holding Jericho's head, and all I'm thinking at that point is like, why did you? Like, why did you court Jericho to begin with? Like, you came to him, like, trying to get him to join your new Callus family stable. Like, if you didn't want to do that, like, why would you even do that? If you just thought the answer the entire time was going to be no, and it was going to set up an attack or something. Where I guess that's the line of thinking. I think that's the storyline, actual explanation we're going to essentially get. Is like, Callus played Jericho, got him in the right, right place at the right time. But once again, once Jericho accepted, he was like, oh, cool, let's get out of here. He's in the group. So it's like, all of it was very weird. Jericho like turned heel and face back and forth, like within seconds. Um, but once again, that all said, like, I love that we are getting Osprey versus Jericho. So like, it is leading to something I, I like that they're doing, but I don't know. Does you, do you agree with me? Like, wasn't it weird that it was like multiple, it was like multiple turns all in one segment. And a lot of the logic behind it just didn't make any sense, but we are getting a match that I want to see. It was, it was a different way to get there um because i was wondering how they were going to get there in in the first place and i just figured oh i thought jericho was going to turn him down and then osprey was just going to attack and that was going to be that and said yeah it was no i accept and then callus was so stunned by the acceptance he's like oh okay cool but yeah like in that sense why'd you if you thought he was going to turn it down why'd you do it i guess hey once you accept it why wouldn't you want him as part of the group like i understand that he's he's chris jericho clearly you thought something of him to to even ask him and he he swerved you it felt like like swerves to do swerves it's like oh well jericho swerved callus by getting an agree and then callus swerved jericho by already having this set up it was it was a little much it felt like they could have gotten there a, a different way but I think their line of thinking was everyone expects it to be this way of, oh, no, I'm just going to turn it down. And then that's how it's going to set it up. We just got to do something different. 
And it's like, uh, eh, maybe just don't do do something different. Just go ahead and just give us the the basic setup for this, and it's fine. I I know the match will be good. I have no doubt about that. Will Osprey yeah. is, I mean, you called him the best wrestler in the world right now. I it's very tough to disagree with that. Like go back and watch his G1 run. Uh, that match with Naito was absolutely outstanding. We, we talked about the Kenta match uh, last week or either the week before. Um, you know, there was there was a lot when it comes to Will Ospreay. There's very little holes in his game. Um, Chris Jericho, most of his matches I think have been good. The Adam Cole match was not. Uh, that was a bad match on pay per view not too long ago. Uh, but otherwise, like. He's still he's smart enough to know how to work, and he he'll still amp it up for the bigger matches. I think the Cole match was just wrong style of match to that build, and then uh, the Roddy Strong match with Adam Cole or with Chris Jericho did more in that feud than the Adam Cole match when it was supposed to be unsanctioned type right. of thing. Um, but for the most part, Jericho has more hits than than misses. The match will be good. Is it a match that I'm super interested in going into this type of show? Not really. Uh, and that's just largely because it is it is very abrupt. It's an abrupt match. Like, I would not have thought of Will Ospreay and Chris Jericho before Fightful put out the report that this was being planned and considered. I'd be like, wait, huh? They don't really have ties to, to each other. Like, it, it came together very quickly and I know it'll be good, but it's not something that I'm sitting here like, oh yeah, can't can't wait for this match. Like this is something that was on my bucket list to to see. Um, but to be it, oh, sorry, go ahead. oh sorry, I was gonna say like to be to be fair, like I I feel like that about almost the entire card, like like yeah. the all in card, like it, it's like it almost feels like we're going to Wembley. We have the we already w- without announcing anything, we sold the largest amount of tickets ever, and. So it almost feels like we're just, they're just putting on like dream matches and just like interact, just like cool, just matchups that are like going to be good for the audience. And then like, that's going to like help sell all out a week later. Like it's weird. It's, it's, it's weird because it's so close together that it almost feels like all in. Like when you look at the rest of the card, even you're it's like, it's just weird matchups, but like, I get why they do this in front of so many people, but also with the Jericho and Osprey stuff, like I, I, I think that that's, like I see people in the chat that are like, man, like it's they blew the opportunity with Osprey. Like he could wrestle someone else on this show, you know, or like you do the Kenny match again or something like that. And I get all that for sure, but like, y'all, it's still Chris Jericho. Like, I mean, it, it's it's gonna be good. Like it's, him and Osprey is gonna be good, like Jeremy's saying. So like, just just have have some faith here. Like you know, if it sucks, I'll come on here. I'll be the first to admit it if it sucks next week on the show. But like, I I. It's a weird matchup. It doesn't make a lot of sense on paper, especially in AEW for this match to be happening on this show. But as I keep saying, like most of this card like is weird. So Yeah, I look at the card and I'm like, oh, all of these matches are gonna be good. Like that's that's just the standard now. Every wrestler is basically like average at best. And when you're you're talking about the AEW talent and, and top really even anybody in WWE as well, like all these matches are going to be good. Um, yeah. 
And so there's history, like why, like why, like he says in the chat, like there is history in all these matches, yes. but like there's even more, more sense we made of, I think all out. If you know what I mean, it's just the, but they're so, with them being so close together, I think a lot of this is going to set up all out matches because like none of that's been announced yet. You know what I mean? And I, I've said this before on other shows. I may have even said it on this show is like, they are playing off the totality of history in these matches. These are not matches that have been brewing for months or anything like look at FTR and young bucks. I don't think anybody doubts that this is going to be one of the best tag team matches of all time. It could right. be the match of the night, given the history uh, and the, uh, the performances of both of these teams, given their previous matches against each other. But a month ago, you would not have thought about an FTR young bucks match based on the television product. And that's right. what I'm talking about. Just the television product. You wouldn't have thought about that match. And now we're getting it, and there's enough history between the two teams where it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is great. We love this. Yeah, they're playing off the totality of history with everything, and that's fine. Now, honestly, like, I get that. I understand that. Do I wish they would have set up more just on television for some of this stuff? Yes, I do. I do wish that. Um, I do wish we got kind of more blow-off style stuff in, in this match or, or on this card. I, I do wish that as well. And I don't think we're going to fully get that in some of these. Certainly Stadium Stampede, which is going to be uh, my spotlight, is that's probably not a blow off to everything because at some point we're going to get John Moxley, Orange Cassidy. We're going to possibly most likely get a John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. We're definitely going to get an Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castagnoli match. Like those are the blow offs to this. This is just a continuation of Blackpool Combat Club and, and Best Friends. And that's fine. Like they, they're playing off again totality of history on this. And I, I'm excited for Stadium Stampede. I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be fun. I love basically every wrestler in this match. Like they're all great. I, I've said it many times. John Moxley, I think, is like the totality of a performer, just overall performance. Might be my favorite wrestler uh, of the past few years outside of Danielson. But like sure. just his his matches, his presence, his just everything. His whole package. He's been one of my favorite wrestlers over the past few years. Um, so I know these matches are going to be good. I do wish that there was just a little bit more overall setup to a lot of this stuff. And some of the stuff, like, they can't they can't help. You know, Eddie Kingston did the G1. I guess they could have helped that. They could have denied Eddie Kingston to not do the G1. But Eddie did the G1, so he hasn't been on television osprey did the g1 and they weren't going to deny that so he wasn't able to be like kind of part of television everything they're using the overall history and and that's fine it's going to be a great show i don't want to make it seem like oh this show is awful it's not going to be good no it's going to be an amazing show because all these wrestlers are amazing wrestlers and they're going to be put in a position to succeed yeah, I mean, in the motivation behind, I mean, you're gonna have 80,000 people live, like, this is the biggest crowd anyone's ever wrestled in front of, like, this is gonna be a, a spectacle, it's gonna be really, really cool. Um, Speaking of Mosley as well, you know, you saying that he's probably your favorite performer outside of Danielson the last, you know, handful of years, or a few years, and I think that, uh, I was actually talking to this with some of my friends as well about this, like, the elite, obviously, I love the elite, right? And I, I think that it's that it's humongous for AEW to to retain those guys and that they've re-signed them and everything. But like, you know, they do the they do the match. Um, you know, elite wins blood and guts, and they've been like, you know, kind of trickled out throughout the show since then. But like Moxley is out there like having like 
out there bleeding every week. Like he's that parking lot brawl match with best friends was great. Yeah. Um, like not that long ago, he took um he had skewers in his head. You know what I mean? Like uh, he was doing death matches outside of AEW. Um, so it's like, you know, John Moxley. Once again, similar to what I was talking about with Jericho earlier. Even if you don't like John Moxley's in ring style, you don't like that he bleeds. You don't like his de- death match wrestling. You don't like the way that he carries himself or you know his promo. Whatever it is about John Moxley, like if you don't like John Moxley, I can understand certain aspects, but you gotta respect the guy. Like you have to respect the grind that this guy has. And part of me just you know really respects the fact that I, I really feel like he just knows this is a really unique time in wrestling with like the forbidden door being like a real thing where he can be a television mainstream wrestling star still on AEW, but has the freedom if he wants to, to continue to work indie shows. Like he showed up on a PWG this past weekend, and wrestled Titus Alexander. Like, I mean, he doesn't have to do any of this. Like he didn't have to do any of this after he made enough money in the WWE to just like not do this ever again, if he didn't want to. And not only is he not, he's going like twice as hard you know, in doing the stuff that he loves, I just think it's super cool how much he gives back to the indies, how much he gives back to wrestling in general, and that he's just willing to like, honestly, part of it is probably like, he probably, when he when he's at home, he's probably, he's probably the kind of guy who's probably an awesome dad, awesome husband, but he probably gets like, like crazy just sitting still. You know, I just feel like he's probably the kind of guy who just like, he's at home and he's like, he's like, man, he's like, I got to be watching the UFC or he's got to be like training or he's got, it was like something like, I feel like his wheels are always spinning. And he's just like, you know what, Renee, I'll be right back. You know what I mean? Like he goes off and does an indie show, comes back. And he went and like, did okay. a grappling tournament uh, yeah. the other week. He just went out and did a, decided to do a grappling tournament. Yeah. That's badass. Like, I love that. He stay, he keeps busy. And he's also a guy that, you know, he's publicly, you know, dealt with addiction and stuff. And I bet this kind of stuff probably helps like to be able to be like, dude, I have this whole creative outlet to like not drink. Like I can go wrestle and do jujitsu and do grappling and go, you know, train in LA with Randy Couture when I want to. And I mean, it's like, I think that's super, super, super respectable. And he's a guy that people really should look up to. Like, honestly, like if you're a wrestling fan, I think John Moxley is a guy who you should, who at the very least as a human being, you should, you should be behind. Um, and not to mention all the help he's given to AEW. Him signing with that company was massive when he came in. Um, so he's a he's a true day one AEW guy, you know. So like, um, so that all said though, like you know, I, as you just mentioned, all of these stories are going to carry on into All Out and maybe even farther on. Um, I do think we're gonna get Moxley versus Orange Cassidy at All Out. I think we should, and that match is gonna rule. Another guy, Orange Cassidy, pre AEW, everyone was like. Orange Cassidy's a funny comedy wrestler. Like he had a he had a fan base, but like this would never work on television. And now, like, he's probably got the most respectable title run in the history of AEW with his international title. Like it's it's so there's so much good stuff going on in AEW. And it's just once again, I have to stress when this when you look at this AEW all-in card, we also have to keep in mind this thing sold itself without even announcing any matches. So they could really put whatever they wanted on it because the fans were going to be there and people were going to tune in anyways. So, like, I think the fact that they still put on all these dream matches or even random matches, and it's going to set up an even bigger show, like, in canon, kind of, like, with All Out. Um, and, and also, did, did you want to try to – I know people in the chat were saying it's going to be a, a topic for us today. We don't know who the Blackpool Combat Club's members are going to be, you know, their, their partners, because they're going to be taking on um, – <clears throat> excuse me. They're going to be taking on um, – um, the Black- Orange Cassidy, Best Friends – uh, Penta and Phoenix and Eddie Kingston. Eddie, right, that's right. Sorry, I had to. I had to get the list here in front of me. 
Um, so it'll be Moxley, Claudio, and, and Yuta, and then they need three partners versus everyone you just mentioned in Stadium Stampede. And that's going to rule too, Stadium Stampede. That's going to be a lot of fun. And Wembley, I mean, they're going to make that work. So um, do you want to speculate on who the partners are going to be? We can, we can do that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll jump into that. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to All In in general, and I want to uh, address some other things. But when it comes sure. to partners, I feel like Shoda is going to be part of it and then i know people have said santana and ortiz i think that makes the most sense if it if it is them um you know i i worked myself into a shoot when it came to homicide being part of uh the the team for for blood and guts so i would not be mad if he's there in some capacity uh zach saber jr worked the roh taping last night after dynamite i feel like getting him on the card would be good like they they got osprey on the card, um, which is obviously a good big singles match for him. And I feel like Zack Sabre Jr. should probably get get a spot as well. And he, he makes sense there. I mean, I know him and Claudio fought at Forbidden Door last year when that was supposed to be Danielson's spot, but like, they were kind of baby faces then, uh, even though Danielson said he was a heel. Uh, there's certainly heels now. And now, so Zack Sabre Jr., him being a dick, could certainly uh, fit into there so those are my if, if i had to pick i think shoda is a guarantee that's the one i feel most confident on and then i think santana ortiz make the most sense from a story perspective i like all those i, I legitimately have no idea where they're gonna go with this um i think now i'm gonna sound like a real noob right here because i'm just realizing this is cm punk not gonna be on the show no, he's going to face Samoa Joe. Oh, that's right. Duh. That's right. I've tried... <laughs> See, this is what's the problem with having these two shows back to back is that I can't remember what's where. I, I literally last night I was watching the build up for this and I was like, well, because they haven't announced it officially, right? This yeah, he hasn't accepted it yet. That, that's why I was forgetting that that, that was happening. Um, I was I was watching the build up for this and it was showing like Adam Cole and MJF versus Ozzy Open on the pre-show. And I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, duh, like they're fighting, but they're facing each other later on. I was like, this is, there's so much going on that I can't keep up with it all, you know? But okay, so that, don't you think that's a little bit of an issue? Like you, you are a hardcore wrestling fan, Jensen. And I've seen yeah. this complaint from people. That first half hour of Dynamite last night, I know a lot of people liked it and I understand why people liked it. It was very much of like, oh, Eddie returned. Here we go. Stadium Stampede. Oh, cut to the Omega sit-down interview. He's attacked. There's Hangman. Now we got this trios match with Kota Ibushi. Oh, here's Chris Jericho in the ring. They didn't even do Judas last night. It's just Chris Jericho's already in the ring. Oh, here's Will Ospreay. That was like the first half hour. You just got hit with three straight big announcement matches. And I understand like a, a lot of people liked it. And I thought, look, I the, the this has been a staple of Dynamite. Just bang, 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 bang. Just stuff stuff after stuff after stuff on this show but then a lot of people especially when you've got collision now where collision things sink in a little bit more things breathe a little bit more on collision so when it comes to um dynamite when you're just hitting people quickly with this i see a lot more complaints of like can can we let some stuff breathe for a second instead of just big segment after big segment after big segment yeah i think that's fair that's a fair criticism you know um to be fair on my end, I just watch so much damn wrestling and so much independent wrestling that like that's I, I feel like my brain only has so much capacity to where like sometimes I forget 
I forget stuff that like I should definitely remember, you know. But like I would uh I would agree with that. And I, and I do think the format of Collision is better than Dynamite. I will say that. Whether or not I, you know, even in uh, that I'll give praise to CM Punk if like if he's responsible for that. Like cuz it seems like he's very hands-on with Collision. And I do like the presentation of the show. I even like how it's kind of old school how it starts where like you hear the theme music or like before the theme music, it'll be like, you know, I'll be standing there I'm Steven Jensen, and tonight, me and Jeremy Lambert are going to go out to the ring, and we're going to kick each other's butts in front of all the fans tonight, and settle our score. You know, it's just like little, it's just like little, like, promos that they cut right, right, right where the show starts and stuff like that. Like, that's, that's old school, and it works. Um, so, no, I'm with you. I think there's a lot going on in AEW. It makes it kind of confusing. They have a huge roster. But that said, like, once the pay-per-views and everything come around, the shows are incredible. So, like, even if you're, comp- even if you, you're, you're a casual viewer, and AEW completely confuses you. And even if like you don't even really know what's going on, I would still highly recommend buying the pay-per-views. Like, cause you are going to watch an incredible professional wrestling show, even if you are confused as to what's going on. Um, that said, for the um for the partners, one other person I want to throw out there that I think would be interesting would be Daniel Garcia. Cause I think that, you know, him leaving the JAS, he always he always truly belonged in the combat club. And now it feels like there's a good opening for that. So I think Danny Garcia is someone to maybe keep an eye on for that match. Also this um, it's, it's not necessarily a complaint. It honestly just pops me that Chris Jericho gets this big singles match against Will Ospreay, which good, good on him. But then Kenny Omega is like, I, I got to do a trios thing to get Hangman and Ibushi on the show and Bullet Club and Takeshka. Moxley's got to be in Stadium Stampede so we can get everybody in Blackpool Combat Club and all the best friends and everything. Jericho's like, I'm going to do my big singles match. I don't know what Garcia and Guevara are doing over here. Because <laughs> Garcia and Guevara should have a spot somewhere on this show. And, you know, sure. looking at the, the card and what's left, like they really... They don't. I assume they're going to do some type of battle royal uh, because they they did that. That was the original All In as well as they had the battle royal. I imagine they'll have some type of battle royal, and Garcia and Guevara will be in that. You know, should they be doing a little bit more? Probably. I think the Jericho Appreciation Society hasn't worked for them as much as I had hopes that it was going to. I think it's improved them in some aspects. I mean, Daniel Garcia going from oh this guy's only a great technical wrestler where's his personality to having like the biggest personality on the show i think definitely helped them but i thought he was going to be elevated and helped out a little bit more from from everything i would have liked to see them get a more substantial role on this show i would have liked to see honestly like a triple threat between jericho guevara and garcia is a jericho appreciated society blow off over jericho and osprey that's just me. I understand if other people don't like that. You could Osprey would be factored in one way or another on this card because I thought this is where they were going to do Osprey and Omega Same. three. But I think a lot I, of us thought that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope Guevara and Garcia get on the card in some capacity, and my guess is they get on the card in a battle royal, which kind of sucks. But which will, might be won by Flip Gordon? Didn't he win the first one? Didn't, did. didn't Flip Gordon win it? Yeah. Um, Man, what what about a lot has changed since then? Wow. Um, well, maybe don't. That, no, 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 no. I got no, no. I got you. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, all in happened a lot. A lot is a lot has happened since all in. I mean, it's it's been what four years now. Yeah. So, um, I don't know five. who's gonna five years uh, now. 2018. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I remember exactly where I was watching that show. 
that was that was that was awesome um, i didn't watch it live i was at a wedding oh really yeah i, I watched actually, it the next day i watched it with one of my buddies who is a wrestling photographer and a guy who i don't really want to bring up but he's an, he's an indie wrestler who doesn't do a lot of wrestling anymore but he just kind of gone crazy and i don't really want to promote him too much at the moment to be honest but we um anyway i remember watching with those guys and uh yeah that was a lot of that was that was a cool experience just watch just seeing all that like kind of playing out you know finally seeing seeing what this was what all what all was going to be it, it's probably the most important show of like of like my lifetime honestly like being such an independent wrestling fan seeing that that was possible and then seeing where AEW's at now all these years later that's uh that's it's incredible um so uh so yeah, I think you're right though. They'll, I'm sure they'll do some sort of battle royal. I'm sure they're going to do what they can to get like as many people on this show in front of this crowd as they can. But I also completely agree that Garcia and Dan um, Guevara, because once again, I think Garcia could potentially wind up in the combat club or any or something like that. But like, after what happened last night, my initial thought was like, oh, are they going to do like some sort of tag team match or something? Because it seems like Guevara and Jericho are still going to be aligned. Maybe the sex gods is like they are going to go with that as a tag team, like for a little while again, maybe. But at the end of the day, we said that both of us have said this. Eventually, Sammy Guevara needs to beat Chris Jericho in a one-on-one feud. Like you got to pay off them being aligned for the last five years since the day one of of Dynamite, or whatever. I guess that's where I'm getting confused. All in was like five years ago, but AEW started like four years ago. That's where yeah. my timeline's yeah. a little messed up. But, um, but that said, like. I, I think Sammy Guevara, and here's the thing. If Sammy Guevara is not going to be in like an actual match on the show, he should win whatever battle royal or whatever there is. Like he should be the guy to like, you know, he deserves it a hundred percent. So. Uh, Shy Town Spurs says, appreciate the super chat, by the way. Shy Town Spurs. Uh, the first half hour is why I like AW over WWE. Keep me paying attention instead of entrance commercial video package. Uh, back. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com slash audio. Backstage. Same with collision. And that's fine. Like again, I know people have had differing opinions on this. It is whatever your your preference is. I understand why people like the keep the action moving, keep going. Uh, you know, 
just hit you over the head with, with everything uh, immediately and don't let you kind of rest and breathe with things. And I understand the people who are like, yeah, how about like you give me a little bit of downtime to process exactly what happened in this segment? I get both sides of the argument. I think there's a kind of a place for both of them sometimes. If, I, if I'm being honest, I think there can be a middle ground. And I think Collision does a halfway decent job of this. There can be a middle ground between WWE and the downtime of everything that you're getting. Like, okay, oh, video package. And then the guy has to stand in the ring for 10 minutes because we're running another video package and all this stuff. And Dynamite's of where it's like, boom, 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 just hit after hit after hit. Um so, so yeah, I can, I understand that uh, super sure. kick party buses. What do you need rest for? You're literally watching a TV show sitting down. Sometimes you know, process things like, do you, do you not I get watch their TV? point though too. I get, I get, I get both sides. I know. I get, I get what you're saying though. Like, I mean, I, cause even for me, like I'm saying, like I, I watch a ton of wrestling. I watch a ton of AEW and even I'm sitting here just a second ago. I was like, CM Punk. Why is that? Why do not, why do not see CM Punk on the show? It's like, I forgot. Yeah, they're doing CM Punk versus Mojo on this, but it hasn't been officially announced. But like, it's, it's there is there is a lot going on. We had another super chat from Chi Town Spurs earlier. Um, yeah, I was going to hold off on that. Oh, okay, until, gotcha. gotcha. It was, yeah. I still want to miss it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Cool. Um. So, yeah, I, I understand both sides of it. You know, whatever, whatever works for you, I get it. Uh, as far as the all in, I saw somebody said that. Um, I, I saw somebody said that, you know, it's a love letter to the first all in and just, you know, AEW as a totality. I understand that as well. I, I get that. Um, I get that completely of like, Hey, this is what all in is going to be. You know, I saw people be like, Oh, we're doing a, a four way women's match. Just like the original all in. Oh, we're doing a, uh, trios match. Just like the original all in and stuff. Like I, I get that that was what they're going for. At some aspects, sometimes I think wrestling fans are just like, hey, let's make stuff up in our own head to make it make sense. Which... That's awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like um, the main game of like most wrestling fans. That's why wrestling fans all fight each other and hate each other is because they all have these ideas in their head of what they want to see on the show. And when it differs from their own opinion, they get super heated and triggered over it. That's like yeah. the, that. What you just explained is like the main cause of like, most of the problems in like the IWC or whatever is like because people have their own opinions on this. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> so so I I get that in some aspects they're going for that. Look, if they really want to pay tribute to the original all in, Osprey and Jericho will go 20 minutes over time and then that trios match will be left with about 7 minutes on the show. And and that's it. Or I guess the main event which is uh, MJF and Cole, but they won't cut from that they'll, they'll have to cut the the trios match just like the original all in that's how you pay tribute to the original all in everybody there you go. Um, yeah yeah that main event at all in got got uh that had they had to rush that unfortunately yeah it's funny even thinking about because uh ray mysterio was in that and everything too i mean like so much so much has happened since then um i think there was another um Superhero party bus. Uh, the guy was talking about like processing the show. He's, he's comparing it to like this isn't like Breaking Bad writing. I get what you're saying. Like it's 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 a similar mindset to like. Is I, mean, I might be a little off with this comparison, but like, you know, like there's a like like uh, like the, the Nintendo Wii, for instance. Remember when that system came out and it was like like bowling was a lot of fun. A lot of people played that, but like the idea was like, oh, okay, you can play all these games with motion control. It seems like this new like evolution of like video games 
But in reality, people were like, yeah, it's kind of fun as a novelty, but like, it's a lot of work, like standing up and actually like moving around with my video games. I kind of just want to like sit on the couch and just like play with the controller. Like it's actually, that's actually more fun for me just to zone out and do that. And that's kind of how I see that, that looking at it that way is like, on one hand, you have your wrestling fans who are going to want to analyze everything. And it's kind of our jobs to do that, like for a show like this. But there's also a lot of wrestling fans who wanted to sit on the couch and just completely zone out and not think about anything. You know, there's like just their favorite wrestlers just doing cool moves. And so, you know what I mean? Like, and I, there's nothing wrong with that either. So I see both sides of it. Um, I'd also say that Breaking Bad is, is one of my favorite television shows of all time. Very, very well written and very, very easy to follow, but does a really good job of like a lot of hidden things along the way that you don't notice until after the fact. And which AEW does a lot of too, to be honest. They plant a lot of seeds that don't really get played out until, until later on. So, um, anyway, I, I get, I get, I get the comparison, you know what I mean? But, um, I'm the kind of person where I'd, I'd like, I overanalyze, here's a good example. If I watch the WWE, right, it's very simplified and I can just be like, oh, this is who this is. This is who this is. This is their moves. This is their personality. And it's all very, very, very easy. It's not complicated at all. You watch AEW, you get a lot of that, but then you also get everything we're talking about where like, there's a ton of wrestlers, a ton of stories. Things are moving fast. We have two pay-per-views one week away from each other. And you're, you're kind of at your own, choose your own adventure here. Like, like you can either follow absolutely everything. You follow a little bit of it, or you can just sit on the couch, tune in and just enjoy what you're seeing. And just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day though, it's all good. If you're watching wrestling and you like wrestling, you're good with me. You know what I mean? That's, I'm, I'm pretty simple. If you, if you like wrestling and you're not an asshole to everybody, I'm cool with you. You know what I mean? Even if we don't like the same things about wrestling. Why Saul Blade? Uh, do you guys think we'll see more promotion matches on Collision? Warner Brothers Discovery seems to like using Dynamite for them. Yeah, it seems like for the most part, the big tie-ins are are for Dynamite. And I th- think that's kind of by design. Um, I think Dynamite, one, you get a bigger viewership on Dynamite. That's just how it's going to be, especially with college football season coming up. I mean, we've seen Collision viewership kind of take a hit the the past couple past couple of weeks against like SummerSlam, UFC, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, preseason, NFL. Now we're gonna get uh now we're gonna get uh college football starting and the viewership's gonna be what it's gonna be for collision. Dynamite's pretty steady on that. So I think it's more eyeballs when it comes to dynamite. And I do think it just that stuff works a little bit better on dynamite because you can do random things like Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy in a Texas chainsaw. Oh. Death match, like a chainsaw massacre death match, and and it be a a little out of place, but like <laughs> not weird. totally it was out weird. of place on that show. If that show was on yeah. collision or if that match was on collision, I'd feel like, oh wait, is uh that that feels a little bit weird. Dude, um, you, you, that, you, you'd hear a totally different point of view from me on this show if that would have not like because we would have been hearing stories about CM Punk gets in the face of Leatherface and tells him <laughs> not to go out and do that. And I would have been like, you know what, Phil? Like, I'm good on that. Like, thank we don't you. we, we don't do chainsaws. There. We don't do chainsaws on Saturdays around here. <laughs> you leave that chainsaw shit on Wednesday. <laughs> right, exactly. Y'all think that y'all think the, the glass story was bad. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the chainsaw stories we'd be hearing about. Um, I will say this. Look, I get what they're going for. AEW has done some goofy stuff in the past that's like wound up working okay with like crossovers. Like, for instance, I think that the uh that that one match where it was the elite versus dark order, dark order came out with like the what is a cowboy for hangman page thing. I thought it was one of the best entrances and moments in AEW history was when Dark Order made their entrance that night. 
And it was not long after like Brody had passed and stuff too. So like it was super emotional. And then uh, right after that, you had the elite come out in, in space jam uniform yeah. shooting hoops. And like, it's goofy stuff, but like it worked and like, it was funny and entertaining. We'd seen, you know, Adam page dressed up like the state puff marshmallow man in, in a segment and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there has been, but last night I will admit that was that was that was way past the line of goofiness for me. Where I was like, "This is." And listen, I grew up on WCW. I've seen, I've seen a I almost call him Turbo Man. What was the guy? And I wasn't Turbo Man. That was from the Drink All the Way movie. Oh, Robocop. Robocop. That's yeah. what I was trying to think of. That was almost calling call him Turbo Man. Robocop came out and you know helped Sting back in the day and stuff. We've seen goofy. We've seen Chucky involved. Uh, we see an ECW zombie. You know, we've seen we've seen goofiness in wrestling, but I thought like pretty much everything about that match was bad. I was like, this is, isn't a good match. This isn't good psychology. This is this isn't. I, Karen Jarrett, yo, I'm, I I didn't say anything the first time this happened, but it keeps happening. She's, <laughs> I don't, I know she's not a wrestler, so like that's why I'm being way more kind about this. But she can't she can't even like properly execute low blows without almost eating it every time she because she's so off balance and whatever shoes she's wearing or just like the, the lack of athleticism i don't know what it is but every time because she's hit probably three or four low blows that i've seen on television since she returned and every time she either falls over or like almost face plants like she's like incapable of like getting down onto one knee and doing that motion without like falling it's very it's very strange um but like China, for instance, master the low blow. She'd get down there and nail you. And it was like, ooh, that's a low blow right there. No one's getting up from that. Karen Jarrett, like, looks like she's I don't know anything about I think this show's called Is it Brooklyn Nine Nine with Andy Samberg? Have you yeah. ever heard of this show? I've never yes. seen the show except for Have one clip. Have you ever clip. heard of Brooklyn Nine Nine? I've, 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 I've never I've never seen the show except for one clip of it that was hilarious. And it reminds me of this where there's this there's this random clip I've seen where Andy Samberg's character trips and falls and as he's falling he accidentally pants his patrick ewing like because he can't grab anything and patrick yeah. ewing's in front of him and he grabs his pants and like pulls his pants down that's what it looks like when karen jarrett's giving a low blow she's falling over and just like throwing her hand out there and it happens to be hitting someone in the dick on the way down um i feel like that, you'd like that show by the way jensen it's i probably show. would like there dude like one of the he's involved in one of the most underrated movies ever that like could never be made nowadays, but he's in a movie with Adam Sandler called that's my boy that I actually think is absolutely hilarious. And most people don't like it or haven't seen it. That movie I thought was really funny and he, he's really funny in it and hot rods, a funny movie too. I liked that's my boy. Uh, I, I love hot rod and I love a uh, pop star. Never, never stop stopping. <laughs> or I think that's what, what the tagline pop star is great. Cause I think lonely Island is uh, just, yeah, you it was something you probably had to be there for and nowadays there. maybe it's not, not i was i was around though when those were dropping and those were huge on youtube though yeah, yeah like oh yeah. they were that it's so funny the the comedy rap that they they would do so like um yeah pop star is a really good um is a really good movie and um yeah, I like Hot Rod as well. Yeah, A Shock mentioned I'm so humble. That's legitimately the the start of that. Like the beat of that uh, is so good. I listen to that song just 
in the car jam out to it yeah uh, hot rod's a movie right where like there's that scene where he falls down a hill for like a few minutes yeah right? yeah. <laughs> yeah he's in the woods like training and he just keeps tumbling and tumbling and tumbling and his dad uh, like his whole goal is like to be able to kick his dad's ass or whatever. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i haven't seen that movie in forever that was that was funny though lonely island was good i actually haven't seen that pop star movie but i have seen oh, i remember good. the lonely island songs as they were that one with Mike, with michael bolton was like humongous when it came out jack sparrow um, yeah 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 and he yeah. starts talking about the other movies back to the good part <laughs> yeah that that's man that's a moment in time right there those guys yeah they took real advantage of like that situation with like youtube and like, like not, not take advantage but like you know they were one of the few people that like used youtube like to blow up that big back when youtube wasn't as big as it is now for like you know big media and stuff so yeah that's uh Anyway, uh, that it's super off topic, but that's what that's, you know, Karen, Karen Jarrett's low blows remind me of that scene I've seen of him accidentally pantsing Patrick Ewing while he falls. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's all to say. I I I agree with the fan base. That's like that that because also I have to be fair. I don't know anything about Leatherface. I don't know anything about these these movies. I don't watch horror films. It's not it's not my cup of tea whatsoever. Um, so like nothing about this. The only thing I liked about this match was when Jeff Hardy hit a swanton through a table. That was that was the yeah, only like, thing I liked about this. Like, like he murdered Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. With that, um, I don't know what people's expectations were for that match. You know, like bless Jeff Hardy, one of, one of an all time an all time performer, uh, especially in gimmick matches and when it comes to doing crazy spots, hasn't looked the best since returning to AEW. Jeff Jarrett is who he is. He's the greatest worker of all time. Um but I wasn't expecting much from that match. Half of it took place during a commercial break anyway. The rest of it wasn't great. They got paid a lot of money to do it. So you know it, it's a it's a thing. They got paid a hundred thousand dollars and then it went to <laughs> uh, reportedly and then it's uh allegedly or not allegedly reportedly they they got paid a hundred thousand dollars it did this is what tony khan said it all that went to charity because they oh. did the fight for the fallen uh with the mallet food bank so they That's donated good. something that came of it then i, so, li- I so, like yeah. that i like that right look i i got i don't begrudge any of these companies WWE does it all the time they we saw the pitch black match yep. sponsors are gonna they want to sponsor this kind of stuff you got to make find a way to make it work the stuff Typically, it don't turn out all that great, but if you can salvage it in some way, good on you. Um, you know, the zombie tie-in match with Priest and Miz a few years ago. You know, I just one. I just mentioned the the pitch black match. Like sponsors are paying a lot of money for this stuff, and you gotta try to figure it out a way. Um, figure out a way to to make it work. And this was a case where they tried. I'm sure a lot of fans were upset about it. I completely understand that, but they gotta understand. At the end of the day, it's also a business and they got a lot of money off of that and it all went to a good cause. And so, you know, it, it is it is what it is on on that kind of stuff. But I understand why it's like, uh, why couldn't we have done that elsewhere? Well, because they weren't going to pay $100,000 for it to be taking place on Rampage. Sorry, sure. uh, that's fair. It should have just been it should have just been a full out like cinematic match. I think I would probably would have enjoyed it more and maybe like they felt they needed the live aspect of it, which makes sense. But had that just been like a, a cinematic match at like a haunted, uh, you know, like the Texas main massacre type of uh, setup, I probably would have liked it a lot more. 
one i that's i i was about to say i i i that's all i was thinking while i was watching this was like because also the hardys are involved like they're the the masters of the of the um the 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 deletion type matches i mean like that this is right up their alley to do something cinematic for this um so yeah i thought i thought it was a miss but i, I will say i'm not going to knock that they got a hundred thousand dollars and they were able to donate to charity like i mean do that however you need to do that i just feel like i mean it's like okay well they gave you the money like you could have done a better you could have thought a better match you know what i mean but Man. um but but no i'm 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 with you you know and then there's gonna be some people who watched it and absolutely loved it i'm sure you know and that's that's fine too uh, people are saying should have taken place uh the hardy compound yeah i mean like yeah i i would have probably liked it a lot more if it was a a cinematic gimmick um but it wasn't. They they did what they did. I'm a little disappointed. No one did get decapitated with a, a chainsaw. I feel like they should have worked that in somehow. I don't know how, but they figure it out. Do some CGI. Do some special effects on this. Go to the backstage area and do a pre-tape, and somebody gets decapitated with a chainsaw. Uh, anything else from AEW slash the build to All In that you want to touch on, Jensen? Uh, no, we can move on to WWE. I'm looking forward to All In, though, uh, this weekend. Um... Next weekend. Oh, sorry. Next weekend. I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking forward to all in next week. I'm looking forward to being at AEW next week in Atlanta uh, for the buildup. And um, I'll have to check in with Matt at Wrestle Rumble to see what all they're doing because I think they're doing a belt giveaway. Um, uh, let's see. AEW belt giveaway and Halloween hoopla. So they got some stuff going. I'll hit up Matt and see if uh, we might have some Wrestle Rumble stuff for y'all, possibly next week or the week after. They got like a few pay per views, so we'll keep you on the loop for that. Uh, as far as like Wrestle Rumble goes, because I'm sure they'll, I'm sure we'll they'll have some cool stuff to talk about with that too. But, um, but yeah, no, there's nothing else really. We'll 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 preview all in even more next week. Um, because I'll I'll literally be at the show the night before, and then I'll be doing this this show in the hotel the next morning. So I'll I'll plenty to talk about for Dynamite and Collision next week. Let's move on to the WWE. I need to finish the story. In the WWE, the story never finishes. The story is not finishing with Judgment Day because they are taking all over WWE Raw. They're back on the same page. They asserted their dominance once again. JD McDonough is apparently the Judgment Day whisperer, getting everybody on the same page, at least for, for Raw. Uh, what do you make of JD McDonough's involvement now with Judgment Day? So I I like it. You know, I actually watched the majority of Raw this week. I didn't think it was a very good show this week, but like the week prior, I, I enjoyed. Um, I will say though, the Judgment Day has definitely grown on me a lot, as I'm sure it has been the case for a lot of fans. I do like JD McDonough's involvement. It makes all the sense in the world. Like, you know, and also a big part of this is you know I covered NXT UK for for uh, the weekender on Fightful Select the whole time that that was a thing. So like, I'm very familiar with, it's hard for me not to call him Jordan Devlin because I'm so used to saying that, but like Jade McDonough, um, he's always drawn comparison because he was a part of the Cruiserweight Classic also, wasn't he? I think he was. Was he not? McDonough on the Cruiserweight Classic? Oh, wait, no, no. Yeah, or he might have been a part of that first UK title tournament. That's probably what I'm thinking of. The one that Tyler I think he was part of that. Um. Because I remember ever since he's been around, he's always drawn the comparisons to Finn Balor because he looks like the guy he trained with him. Even when he was wrestling at first, he'd wear like the same, like, like the black trunks, black gear, like very, it was clear. J.D. McDonough and Finn Balor were like aligned in some way, or it was just the most massive coincidence ever that this guy was like, like a mini version of him. So like, 
the fact that they're finally doing something on television together, it makes sense. Um, I thought that like they really established them also even more so at the end of Raw, because the end of Raw this week was them just beating the hell out of like they beat well they beat the hell out of, out of Cody and then Sammy also eventually right they did they they stood tall at the end of the show or did did Sammy yeah. beat them up with a chair? No, they stood tall at the end. They stood tall at the end of the show, but Sammy came out to help Cody. His, his arm was still all wrapped up with like the bursitis. That was that's gnarly. That lump he's got on his elbow. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that's right. The Judgment Day all stood tall at the end of the show, and and you know, regardless of how I felt about when this stable started, because like when it, when it was Edge led and all that stuff, and like the long feuds they had with some of these people, including Edge, and it really wasn't hitting for me for a long time. But like, Dom has got massive heat. Priest is looking really good, and he's got that briefcase. This is the most interesting. Balor's been on the show probably since he got hurt after the Universal title. Like, Rhea's the most... It's funny because she's a baby face throughout all this. It, really, like, crowd reaction-wise. And she's, like, at the top of her game. She might be the best female in the whole company right now. Like, so, like, you have... And then J.D. McDonough, like, makes sense to be in the group based on his past with Finn Balor. And like, why wouldn't Judgment Day want to recruit more people? You know, like it makes sense that they would. So I actually, I, I, I like where this is all going. And, uh, and it's also interesting how they're now kind of like, they're marketing themselves now as the most dominant stable in WWE, because now the bloodline is technically like disbanding. So, you know, that's kind of interesting too, where it's like, they're like, they, like they're acknowledging it somewhat too, where they're like, we're now the most dominant faction in the company. It's like, Oh yeah, because the way more dominant faction like is imploding on the other show. Gotcha. Um, but it would be cool if like things would have aligned to where the Judgment Day and the Bloodline could have had a feud with each other, like with both teams being super over. That would have been cool. Maybe we'll still get that at some point in the future or something. I don't know. But um, there's like going, going on the Judgment Day, and you always had that weird, interesting thing going on too, where where Priest has got the briefcase too. I mean that that's a whole other layer of this thing. And him and Balor kind of having their their tension and stuff. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where else is heading. Um, but I like it. I think I think it's a good story. I think they're gonna stay together for a while. The addition of McDonough gives them a new layer because I the Balor challenging for the title back to back months or back to back premium live events against against Rollins. Uh, the second one, the SummerSlam match, even though it was really good, um, might have been the best match on the show. It, it felt like, uh, I don't know if Balor's going to really win this. Rollins is reign. Probably not in here. Obviously, Priest having the briefcase gives it some extra legs, but it was like, all right, where do you go with Balor now outside of basically him getting kicked out of the group or a turn or something because he's failed twice. There's the tension with Priest. You finally capitalize on that, but adding McDonough just adds another layer to it that helps extend it. Uh, a little bit and now they have a little bit more options to it because does mcdonough turn on balor and mcdonough lead the group is he ready for that i don't know i don't think so i don't think I so that. yeah does balor kind of split off and take mcdonough just under his wing and then feud with priest and dom and then judgment day gets a different leader or you know they've always said they don't have a leader uh it's, it's truthfully rhea ripley but they they've said they they don't have a leader but do they add another addition uh to to there if balor and mcdonough uh leave like we, they they got options i think it's gonna be a while before they execute any of this because 
I think we're going to get Judgment Day in some capacity at Survivor Series if they bring back War Games. I think that's probably a direction they're going to go. I think Cody is going to certainly push for a War Games match because that's about all he wants to do in his career besides win the WWE title is be involved in War Games in some capacity. And if they don't do it this year, you know, you're just furthering it along. It's like, when are you going to kind of capitalize on it? Right now, they got an opportunity to do it because Cody is part of this uh, Judgment Day feud. I imagine, you know, he had the match with Balor. <laughs> he had the match with Balor. I think he'll probably have another match with Balor um, coming up, probably at a premium live event pretty soon. Yeah, I like all that. I, I like the idea of them being a part of uh, War Games uh, in the Judgment Day, especially if, like you said, with Cody being involved, like if they wind up doing a war games match and Cody isn't involved in that, that'd be kind of sad. Like, so I could see that. I could definitely see that. Like Cody Zane. I don't know. How long is Owens out for? Do you know? Not sure yet. I hope he ain't out until end of November. So, well, I, mean, I, I do too, but I, I don't know. I don't know how bad his injury is. I, I legit yeah. have no idea. Um, so, I mean, you'd have those guys and some, you know, I, I think, uh, I think that's a good idea. And like I said, I like, I like Judgment Day and where it's going. I, who could, who could, a year ago, who could have thought that Dom would be this, have this much heat? I mean, and actually be like doing pretty well. Like his matches aren't like great, but he's doing enough for what like, he needs to. And he's retaining a ton. He can't even get a word out without getting booed out of the building. I heard it myself in Atlanta while I was there, you know, like he got, those aren't piped in. Like he is getting booed out of these buildings for real. It sounded a little piped in on Monday. I must say like it? it felt very, yeah, it felt like a little too much on Monday. And so I, the crowd was definitely booing. It didn't feel like they were booing as much as the, the noise that was coming through and the noise that was coming through just felt a little fake compared to the authentic booze that we we've been hearing. Cause I do think for the most part, it has been authentic and it has been loud Monday felt a little manufactured. I, I'd have to go back and, and re-listen a, a shock said KO visited a zoo. I did see a video of him showing some, uh, some penguins, his, his tight team title belts. Kevin Owens is definitely a big zoo guy. I remember he, I don't know if his Twitter still says anything about it, but I know he, it used to say like panda enthusiasts on like his yeah, Twitter bio yeah. and stuff. He had the panda shirt. He did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, other big happening on raw Shinsuke Nakamura positioning himself as the next challenger for the WWE world heavyweight championship against Seth Rollins. He whispered something in Seth's ear. Jensen, what did Shinsuke Nakamura say to Seth Rollins? I've been trying to think of like a good, I, 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 I really don't know. Cause that I'll say this. I, I love that Nakamura is getting an opportunity at this. I doubt that he's going to beat Rollins for the title. I don't see it happening, but I've always been a big Nakamura fan. Like years back, I, I subscribed to new Japan world almost specifically for Nakamura. Like I was a huge fan of his. I loved him, especially as like the intercontinental champion when he, when he was having that run right before he like left the WWE, there was probably like a, like a two or three year span before he signed with WWE that like Nakamura was like my favorite wrestler on earth. Um, loved his new Japan run. And it's always felt like he's been a bit misused in WWE. I don't know how much of that is like on him or how much it is on the company. There's always the stuff about Shinsuke just wants to serve. He's doing his retirement tour and all that stuff. But like, 
at the end of the day, like, I mean, I was live in the crowd at WrestleMania when him and AJ went out and just like, didn't just didn't hit expectations, you know, and stuff. And like, but then there's also one of my favorite moments in WWE history, honestly, and it's 10 weeks in NXT, but like when Nakamura and Sami Zayn went one-on-one in NXT, that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in wrestling. I love it. Um, so like, it's, it's one of those things where Nakamura has been really up and down kind of with the booking over the years. And I love that, you know, he's going to get a shot against Rollins because it's going to be a really good match. Um, and I like that they're elevating Nakamura to like, to be more than just like another guy right now, or like, you know, intercontinental title for the thousandth time going for that or whatever, or like, you know, mid card, like it, this is actually, I like him for him to change his gear as well. I mean, that's just a personal nitpick. I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of like the full body suit thing that he wears. Like I prefer if he just kind of went back to like no shirt with like the, with like the, the black yeah. pants or whatever. Yeah. But, but I also know that he's not like the most ripped guy in the world. And I bet that, that, you know, I could honestly see a scenario where like Vince is just like, you don't have a six pack, you know, put a shirt on, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that's the case, but I, I could see it maybe because, because Nakamura is a, he's a very in shape guy. He just doesn't, he's not shredded. Like, like a lot of the other guys are, you know, um, but I like that it's happening. I, I'm excited for the match. Um, I, I'm actually legitimately looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be very, very good. Um, as far as what he whispered to Rollins, I don't know, but like Rollins's reaction is interesting because like the way he sold it was like, oh, because like in the promo, he wasn't he wasn't shook by anything. He was like just he was ready to fight Nakamura, like no fear, you know, what Zero Miedo, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, but. But when he when once you whispered to him, then you could see Rollins being like, he was kind of like, whoa, wait a second, you know. So I don't know. I also enjoy that Nakamura cut the majority of his promo in Japanese. I, yeah. I like I like when heels, I like when foreign heels speak in languages that we can't understand. Like that's good heat to me. I like that because and also nowadays someone's always going to translate it and put it on Twitter. So like if you want to know what they're saying, someone will you'll you'll be able to find out. So anyway, I, I, I like all of this, honestly. And, and it's a good thing for Rollins to do too, because it'll get him another title defense and, and keep establishing his reign and this, this new title belt, but also have a good match and a good story going into it, I think. I'm looking forward to the match. I assume it'll take place at Payback. Um, Nakamura- Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. As a guy that has so much charisma and even if his booking has been a little bit up and down in WWE, that he can just always come out there and the crowd is going to react and take notice when the music hits. Uh, I don't know if he'll go back to the old heel theme now that he's a heel again, but the music is a great song too. They're both, they're both great theme songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he just has so much charisma and presence that like, you can't help but like take notice of him as a wrestler. He is who he is at this point. Like he's, he's just older. I, part of it is probably he doesn't, he does. He's not going to turn it up as much as he did in Japan because he doesn't always have to. Um, Seth Rollins is. I will say Seth Rollins is a guy that's going to bring the best out of whoever he's in the ring with. So if you're hoping for a vintage uh, Nakamura performance, I think Rollins is probably a guy who you you could see it against. Um, 
Because I'm sure they'll get time, especially if they're on a if they're on payback, and a lot of those matches get time because there's just not many matches on the card. They only do like five six match cards uh, nowadays for the premium live events. So I imagine that match will get plenty of time, and it'll probably be a good match. They gotta whatever Nakamura said, and maybe it was just uh maybe maybe it was just like my style is better than yours. Like your style sucks. Um, I have a strong style. You have a weak style. He's like that. Uh, I was like a fashion style. I mean, king king of swag, swag skay over here. Dude, Shinsuke has massive swag, massive swag. Shinsuke Nakamura is one of the like. I would love to meet Shinsuke Nakamura. He seems like a super cool guy, like legitimately. Maybe maybe he uh, maybe he spit some bars at him. Like your your style is generic. Mine's authentic made. <laughs> That's like, he just strong style, weak style. I feel like he had his something per, personal to him though, but I just don't know where they're like where they're going with, you know, what I I don't know, but I'm sure we'll find out either this Monday or next Monday. I mean, we'll find out what he whispered to him. That, that reminds and so me, that that was going to be my point is like yeah. they got to follow it up now of whatever he said, how, whatever led to that reaction. You can't just let that go there needs to be something good enough to where it's followed up of like oh yeah that makes sense of why he would um of why he he had that reaction that he did so you got to just follow up to it and we'll see if they're able to do that um yeah the match should be good Uh, it's two very good performers and i think seth rollins is at the top of his game right now especially when it comes to to wwe guys like it, you're going to be hard pressed to find anybody who's delivering in ring more than seth rollins right now true and like he's met he's mega over like the the the, the cheering and the singing with his song and all that stuff i mean that can't be understated now i will say because i am such a, a nakamura mark like i would mark out massively for him to beat seth Rollins for the title i would love to see it happen i just i don't i don't think it will but i you know I'm one of the few people probably that like if he ended Rollins title run right now with a Kinshasa one, two, three, and won that title, I'd be cheering it on. Cause like, I just, I feel like he at the, at, in the record book at some point, like he should, Shinsuke Nakamura should have, should hold a WWE world championship at least one time before he retires. I feel like, I feel like he, he's deserved that with the career he's had. Also really quickly. Um, I don't, we never got back to the shy towns for super chat from earlier. Yeah. I was going to bring it up here. That's on me. Oh, I meant okay. to bring it up Sorry. at the end of our AEW talk and I, I moved on to WWE talk. And so I was going to bring it up at the end of our, AD, our WWE talk. Okay. Well, that's perfect timing because I'm pretty much done talking about WWE. I think unless you have anything okay. else to add. No, no. Um, okay. cool. sent us a super chat earlier. It says, all I'm saying on Jack Perry is I'm pretty sure that vacation took place on NJ's birthday. Calling it unplanned is hilarious. Calling the guy with the most matches in AEW is lazy, or AEW lazy is equally hilarious. Um, do you know, like, I know you've kind of said you, you haven't quite followed everything on this, Jensen. Do you get what, what he's talking about here? I need to read the super chat again and pull this back up. Um, Jack Terry, all I'll say is on Jack Perry, free sure. I don't. Okay, I don't know so, unless unless this has to do with like I saw like some rumors about like that the with like the glass that he might have wanted time off by using the real glass. Yeah. So what what Sean reported um, this is from Fightful Select, best five dollars in the business. Yep. According to those on the side of Punk. Perry wanted to use real glass for a backstage segment. Punk was of the belief that he did this so he didn't need to come to work the next week, 
which he sees as a big problem in the company. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'll say this. I think Punk's correct in the fact that you don't need to use real glass, especially in a backstage segment. Like I, but I don't think that Jack is like doing anything specifically to not have to work. That doesn't, I don't believe that. So I guess if that answers the super chat, that that's kind of my mindset is like, I think that there's Joe Janela tweeted about it too. I think there's still some GCW left in, in jungle boy, you know, like, you know, and I think there's probably this part of him where he's like, you know, I've, I've dealt with glass before plenty of times. Like, you know, I know, I know how to, how to, you know, it's not a big deal. Like we'll just use real glass and it's going to look more real. And, you know, you'll pull the glass out of my skin afterwards and, you know, I'll just keep wrestling a couple weeks from now. And I can understand punk though, too. I don't know if it's as simple or black and white or as like brazen as punk being like, this guy's trying to get out of work. Although I could see him being like that, but I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't know, but I, I'll say this. I, I would agree with punk though. If, the, if, if this is the case, I would agree with punk that like, there is no reason for him to use real glass in a backstage segment when they can just use fake glass. Yeah. I don't think there needs to be any type of real glass being used. If you're going to break it. Um, definitely, definitely know to do that in a backstage segment. I don't even think you need to do it in the ring. Um, I mean, they, okay, they've admitted they, they use the uh, not so real glass in the ring and, and things like that uh, because you want to be safe out there i understand you want it to look really good but you also don't want to actually you know sever anything by using real glass in the ring as far as the claim that like oh i think he's trying to get out of work that feels a little bold to make that claim of like yeah he's he's just doing this to get out of work that's a problem around here is guys just want to get out of work so they're going to pull these stunts that feels a little a little much but you know punk made the making towns comment after the bucks had a uh, planned time off. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I also don't want to be, to be too much. She said, she said with that kind of stuff, like I understand Sean, like reporting this stuff. Cause he's definitely hearing things to be saying this stuff, obviously. But like my, I also don't know like how, what the tone is and like how serious something like that is. Like, I, you know, I, I just don't know. Like, but like I said, I would, I would agree with punk in this scenario that like, if Jack was like dead set on using real glass, I would agree with punk and be like, no, we're using fake glass, and then that way we're not jeopardizing anything, and like you can be here next week. Yeah. You know, like I understand that. And if it was, uh, as a super chat from Chinatown Towers mentioned, if like maybe Perry just had that week off anyway because it was Anna Jay's birthday. Like the young bucks already had that that planned week off after blood and guts. Like, should they have maybe been on TV? Sure, because I thought the follow up was just sort of weak. We later, uh, the week after, of like, wait a second, where is everybody? after blood and guts okay they're selling injuries all right so they had the week off like it was already a planned thing it's very possible that perry just already had a planned week off and like is he gonna be mad about that people taking a planned week off well he shouldn't be mad about that all you know for sure if there if it's already been like agreed to that he was gonna get time off anyway but like regardless you wouldn't need to use real glass for any of that yeah oh 100 so yeah so i yeah. get it uh, let's move on. Oh, Boggs, Bo- sorry, just really quick. Boggs mentions uh, a, super, a super chat that, that really quickly says this yeah. all makes me want to watch Collision more. LOL, which is which is honestly, I I hate that that's the fact, but it, it is true. A lot of this drama around CM Punk does make the show more interesting for people because it's just like way more unpredictable. Like what's going on backstage? What do we see on the show? All that kind of stuff. It makes it interesting. So I'm with you on that. I would agree if any of it translated to the show. Like it right now, it doesn't like 
Pug's comments on Hangman were post-show things. All this other stuff is just behind-the-scenes reports. Like, is there a possibility that, okay, we'll hear from CM Punk and he makes a comment about class or guys taking time off and things like that? Yes, possibly. But otherwise, like, none of this none of this translates to television. And this is something Jensen and I talked about of why we didn't make Punk a spotlight this week, even though we ended up still talking about him of like, it's a lot of backstage stuff. I don't have a whole lot to add to it. I do enough other shows where I I talk about it, but like I'm more interested in what's actually happening on television than sort of all this backstage uh, drama. That's probably just going to keep continuing until it reaches a boiling point. uh, Like it did it all out last year. And it's just like, all right, Punk is policing in the locker room the way he feels he needs to police in the locker room. Oh, Bogus says, like, I'll watch and see if any of it translates. That's fair. It's very possible that at some point it does. I don't think you're going to see it unless it's just an offhanded remark that kind of leads to nothing. Like, think of the counterfeit Bucks line. Like, he said that in his first promo back. Like, all right, cool. Like, but it hasn't led to anything. It's kind of just created more drama backstage, which... If, if that's, you know, it, hey, it, it uh, helps kind of fund things in, in certain aspects. But, you know, as far as a television viewer, it doesn't translate to anything. And I imagine a lot of television viewers don't actually know what's going on. Yep. Move on to our other spotlight. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. <laughs> uh, the, the second biggest company in the world, according to, to Billy Corgan. I forgot that was the bumper for a second it's like oh yeah billy corgan then he's talking this week of like we're positioned to be the next big wrestling company yeah i'm sure 75 coming I'm up sure baby towers versus ec3 for the time um so that's definitely gonna happen that's oh did i lose jeremy oh oh sorry did you lose me? did i did i lose you? i don't know yeah, if i yeah. lost you you lost me I, nah, I cut out that's all okay no, we're good. I was just, I was just agreeing. I was like, yeah, man, biggest, yeah, they're, they're, they're really primed for, uh, for a big run as the next big company. You got NBA 75 coming up, Tyrus versus EC3 for the belt. That's going to be, that'll put big the business. butts in seats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. What were you, what was the actual topic today, Jeremy, for the, uh, for the other spotlight? Tetsuya Naito won the G1 Climax 33, defeated Okada in the finals, had back to back just banger matches against, uh, Will Ospreay, and then Kazichika Okada. And now he's going to go on to Wrestle Kingdom to try to finish the story. We'll see if Sonata still has the title by the time Wrestle Kingdom comes around. I imagine he will because that's a big part of the story of Naito Sonata being uh, Sonata leaving LIJ and everything. So that seems like it's going to be the, the Wrestle Kingdom main event is Naito and Sonata. Is Naito finally going to get his moment at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, I feel like he has to, right? I mean, like, they've done this so many years in a row, it feels like. And he, and he has won the title before. So he's been their top guy. But, like, it always just kind of, like, winds up not got, being... Sorry, he got ahead. murked by Kenta the, the last time uh, he won at Wrestle Kingdom. They did the roll call, and Kenta came out and just did completely destroyed him. And then COVID happened, which didn't help. Yeah, true. But, yeah, I... I I think Naito winning the G1 made the most sense, especially after we talked about it last week with like kind of the final four and you, the way you, the way that you kind of broke everything down is, is more or less kind of what's happening, which I think makes a lot of sense. Like they have the, the history with LIJ being tag team partners and every, or like, you know, stable mates and everything. And I think, uh, 
I think it'll be a good match. Like I, the the only the only thing I have against Naito is like I just feel like we've seen the build of Naito like multiple times, and then like he gets there, and then it's like okay, it's like just kind of doesn't live up to expectations, and like you start over, and then like it's an, a whole another year build of like, will he be the top guy again? And but he has really good matches. He's very over the stuff with Osprey was awesome. That was awesome stuff. Um, and him and Sonata know each other so well that it's gonna be really good, and they're gonna probably make it a point to make it like a classic for each of them, especially with the world title on the line. And yeah, I, my prediction, I think Naito is going to win the title from the Wrestle Kingdom. The fact that Naito still has this connection with the crowd and everything, because they have not gone. I mean, look, that first run should have been, or the, the latest run should have been much bigger. The pandemic happened. Sure. I get it. But then evil cut it off. And then it's like, oh my gosh, like, no, like that just cut things immediately when you're putting the belt on evil and then evil's run. Yeah was what it bad. was, it was um you know naito got it back but and it was during the pandemic and people just kind of they kind of a lot of that stuff fell by the wayside he's now going to get his moment i assume in the dome i hope he gets a chance to do the actual roll call there's no attack there's no like let's immediately cut this short um you know super kick party bus says like the title naito winning but then the title reign will not be an okada like reign and that's going to make people mad probably it probably will yeah. if it's not this super long uh okada type reign because i think that's what people want for naito i just want him to have his moment i want him to have his moment to stand tall to defend it in front of people to put on good matches to not face evil and then just move forward like that's what i want for for naito if if that only lasts until whatever the the next big show i'm very bad with the the i'm terrible with it schedule um i know wrestling dentaku is like one of the big shows after wrestle kingdom that only lasts like wrestling dentaku that'd be a little bit unfortunate but i get it um as long as you know he just gets his moment inside the tokyo dome that's really all i want for naito i'm with you he deserves he deserves that he's he's a over the last like handful of years especially like he's a real like quote-unquote like pillar of like he's he's just super super important to that product and has been for a, a long time now so he does he deserves that moment too i'm with you and sonata's and it's good to see sonata like having a, a actual title run too like he deserved the title for a really long time too so like it, it it's going to be like by the time wrestle kingdom comes around like sonata is going to be like a tried and true like a like a legitimate champion who had a legitimate title run and then naito being the guy to beat him for it would like it makes sense you know i think i think it's smart I thought they waited a little too long on Sonata. I feel like he could have been, it probably should have been the champion instead of evil. uh, I 100% agree. Yes. Um, But yeah, he's done the best with with this reign. He's done very good things with this reign. Him losing to evil in the round or after the round Robin play where he went undefeated in the round Robin play. Now he's probably going to have to face evil at the the next big show. That's unfortunate. Uh, I do imagine Sonata will win that though. And then, you know, okay. Vanquish, one former LIJ, his former tag team partner and former LIJ member who went on to win the world title. Now you got Naito, current LIJ member leader who is coming after the, the world title. So it's a good story for, for Sonata. And I imagine it'll be a good match. And he, he worked G1 hurt as well. Um, so, but it seems like they don't have another big tour until September. He is going to work Impact uh, Emergence um, uh, next weekend, I believe. So he is, he's going to work that show. All right, uh, let's uh, go to our indie spotlight, Jensen. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Two title changes in the world of independent wrestling. There's, I'm sure, more, but two, the two ones we're going to talk about. Hunter Drake winning the New South 
Championship and Alec Price winning the IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship. Jensen, your thoughts on both of these title changes? So, for so first off, for the New South title, technically there was two title changes at New South because what wound up happening is there was a uh, the main event of their Anniversary Eight show was Kenzie uh, Page defending the title against Hunter Drake and Dylan McQueen. Dylan McQueen actually wound up pinning, and this is in a steel cage. Um, Dylan McQueen actually wound up pinning Hunter Drake to win the title and became the champion. Braden Toon came out, who had, uh, for all intents and purposes, had a Money in the Bank briefcase, and came out, and it looked like he was going to cash in on McQueen. And um, instead, he Hunter Drake low-blowed McQueen, and Braden handed his briefcase to Hunter, gave Hunter the title shot, and Hunter wound up pinning McQueen. So we had a title. So McQueen beat Kenzie for the title in the steel cage. And then Hunter Drake beat. Um, well, so uh, Dylan McQueen pinned Hunter Drake to win Kenzie's title in the steel cage. And then Hunter Drake pinned McQueen right after to become the new champion. So huge shout out to Hunter Drake. Um, him, Al Price are, are both guys we've had on this show. If you want to know more about them, you know, like some long form, some long form interviews. Hunter, Hunter Drake was on pretty recently. Al Price was about six months ago. But I, I know huge shout out to Hunter Drake. Um, he's been killing it and he's been a real, uh, like a real, I keep saying pillar right now, but he's been like a real pillar of new South pro wrestling. Um, he, a long time with like a tag team, him and him and Tyler Franks is the Talladega Knights were really big, uh, young up and coming babyface tag team and have split and, and Tyler's doing his thing still in new South and Hunter has rose to the, to the world title. So, <clears throat> very happy to see that for Hunter Drake. And he's only keep getting better and better. The only knock on him that anyone's going to say is his size. And that's because he's literally just so young, it, just like Jordan Oliver. And so many is before him. Alec Price is going to fall into the same thing too. Right now, these guys, they're, they're teenagers. They're young adults. They're going to fill out. They're going to get bigger, but the talent's already there. And they're going to keep getting better too. Hunter Drake. Keep doing your thing, man. I love seeing him now representing New South as the as the champion. Uh, speaking of New South, someone who's very important in New South, Cabana Man Dan. Y'all will be hearing from him soon here on this show, and I'm sure we'll talk about Hunter as well. Um, also, Alec Price, yes, humongous win for Alec Price. Um, the Prize City OG, the Northeast Beast. Uh, and I love the finish of this match too. So, like the the match, it was the main event of American Rana on IWTV. Use code Fight Talk. Um, it was Matt Tremont defending the IWTV Independent Wrestling Championship against Alec Price in the main event of the show. Um, at the end, there was like cinder blocks introduced to the match. I mean, at the, right at the beginning, uh, Price got him with a gusset plate and like Tremont was bleeding like crazy the entire time, as you'd expect to see from Matt Tremont. Um, but the end of the match was so tight. Like Alec Price did the Billy Kidman style. Like the joke for me was always like, you never want to powerbomb Billy Kidman. Cause like he would always come down with like the X factor. He'd always reverse it in the X factor. So like Alec Price did that, but reversed it onto a, on the cinder blocks. So like it looked awesome. And then Alec Price came off the top rope with a blockbuster and, and Tremont sold it right on top of the cinder blocks. And I thought that was going to be it right there. And then he kicks out and I'm like, okay, there's no way Tremont's losing this title now. Like, he just kicked out of a blockbuster on the cinder blocks. And then I love the finish because just a bloody, just beat down Matt Tremont's on one knee, and he's looking right at Alec Price, and he's saying, do it, do it, finish it, finish it, do it. And he's asking Alec Price to finish the job. And he's just laying there helpless, just sorry, kneeling there helpless. 
Alec Price hits him with that surprise kick. One, two, three. New IWTV Independent Wrestling World Champion. Love to see it. And you also have this ongoing story because Cruel never lost the true IWTV Championship. And him and Tremont have been going back and forth. Now that, that feud has now kind of like become Tremont kind of aligning somewhat with Price out of respect. And now Cruel's coming after Price. And they're going to have to eventually um, unify these titles. So... Um, so anyway, I, I love, I love all this. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure to where to find the new South show. Cause I believe it was supposed to air on their YouTube. I know I've seen clips on Twitter of some of the matches and I know new South also just signed a new deal with IWTV. So keep a lookout for them returning to IWTV soon. And also speaking of IWTV, shout out to Alec Price. You can watch him on IWTV defending that title. You can watch him everywhere. He's in like every company right now. And, uh, and yeah, good. Just, I'm a huge Alec Price fan, so like I, I, I love seeing this for Alec and for Hunter. I believe the New South show is up on uh, their their YouTube. Um, I couldn't. The anniversary eight or anniversary seven on there because the anniversary eight is the one you're looking for. Oh, okay. Well, they they said oh they premiered last year's episode. Um, yeah, just this year. Oh, it was weird because like they it was confusing because they were doing. And I don't, I can speak to Dan more about this probably when we talk to him, but like, I think they were, they were going to air everything on their YouTube, but then they signed this deal with IWTV. So I don't know if, and when it actually aired, I've just seen clips of it. So like, right. so I don't know. I don't know if it's just going to like, when they re-debut on IWTV, if they're going to use that as like their premiere episode or something, which I could, I would understand if they were doing that. Um, but anyway, support New South Pro Wrestling, go over to their social media, go to their YouTube, check their stuff out. And then you can check out American Rana and Al Price's title win on IWTV right now. Um, you know, it's available on demand. So we are scheduled to have Alec Price on in the weeds tomorrow. So he's nice. supposed to, he's he's already stirring up some stuff on Twitter or getting dragged into some stuff on Twitter about when it comes to defending that title. Cause you know, IWTV title mainly been an East Coast kind of thing, and Alec Price goes everywhere. So good see it go over to the West coast a little bit, which would be good. It'd be good, uh, good publicity for, for that title and just IWTV and just good expansion. And, you know, we talked, we talked to Alec Price earlier this year and I wanted him on the, the show earlier this year because I think he, he's already proven to be a breakout star, but I think he's just one of the future guys of, of wrestling. So it'd be a uh, cool to talk to him tomorrow. Jensen, I know you got to run, let everybody know where to find you at. Yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk or on X at Fight Talk underscore F I G H T T L K underscore. Use code Fight Talk and independentwrestling.tv. You can uh, check out the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It'll probably be up on Monday this week because I'm doing that bachelor party this weekend. Um, so it'll probably be Monday unless I record it beforehand because like, I can talk about Alec winning. I can talk about some other stuff that's gone on in the Indies since the last time I recorded that show. So keep a lookout for that. Either like it probably won't be on Sunday though. It might be a little early this week or it might be on Monday, but just keep a look at fightfulselect.com. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything. I hope everyone has a, uh, a good weekend and uh, a good rest of your day. Good seeing you, Jeremy. Good seeing everyone in the chat and enjoy this conversation you're about to hear with uh, Jack Jameson and Joe, the black Italian stallion. Joe's going to be fighting tomorrow. So uh, Friday, when you, whenever you all see this Friday, he's going to be fighting at Rough and Rowdy for the heavyweight title. And then Jack Jamison just recently appeared on AW Collision, returning guest to the show. So hope you all enjoy this interview that's about to air. I'm going to go clock in for the shoot job. Just make it through this next nine hours. And then I've got like a week off. So 
Awesome. And the next week, y'all, we already have it pre-recorded. Next week on the show, you're going to hear from Adam Priest, who is the action wrestling champion, also has been heavily involved in New South in the past, which we were just talking about and stuff. So we have uh, an interview with uh, Adam Priest for y'all next week uh, for y'all to listen to. So that said, see you, chat. See you, Jeremy. Y'all have a good one. Thanks as always, Jensen. Enjoy the rest of your day. Get through the rest of this day and enjoy the the time away from the shoot job. All right, everybody. We are going to get into the creator spotlight, as mentioned by Jensen. Uh, We have Jack Jameson Ryan, who's been on this show multiple times. Uh, Usually you see him with Diamond Cheek. Today you were going to see him with the Black Italian Stallion, Joe McGravo. I I mess up his last name, and I apologize to him that I, I screw up his last name uh joe is part of rough and rowdy uh barstool sports boxing um campaign boxing thing that they do uh yeah he's gonna be fighting on on friday he's also a cop uh as well so we talked to him about that we talked to him about boxing we talked to him about wrestling uh jameson you you've seen on roh tv uh alongside the iron savages they were on collision this past week facing uh, the acclaimed so you may have seen him there but always always a pleasure having jameson on the show he's been very great to us and uh so it was uh, good to catch up with him because it's been a while since he's been on the show and joe was a lot of fun as well talking about it gives us some fun fun uh chase down stories when it comes to the the cops and he does if you've ever seen on patrol i bring that up during the interview if you've ever seen on patrol that's kind of stuff that joe kind of does so uh fun interview with these two everybody enjoy everybody uh enjoy the creator spotlights and here we go jack jameson black italian stallion Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I am Stephen Jensen, joined as always by Jeremy Lambert. And we have two guests today on today's show. First one is going to be competing this Friday at Rough and Rowdy for the heavyweight championship against Bradley, the American Redneck. We have Joe, the Black Italian Stallion, undefeated boxer in the house today. Joe, how you doing, man? Doing great, bro. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. Yes, this has been a long time coming. Uh, full circle here because our other guest, y'all might know him. Actually, I'm going to do the, the whole intro here. I've got hey, you got to get the have, full yeah, intro I here, Jensen. You. I got you. We got the Shredded Savage, Pose Malone, Flex Luger, Arnold Pumpinator, Jack Jameson, part of the Iron Savages. Jameson joining the show once again, a, uh, a regular guest that we haven't gotten to talk to in a little while here. Had a lot going on. Recently appeared on AEW Collision as a matter of fact. And just so people know behind the scenes a little bit, the reason I know both of you guys is like small world. My brother trains Joe. My brother was like, Hey, Joe's got a friend who's trying to be a wrestler. This is like a while back. Then the next thing I know, I believe you're getting choke slammed by the big show. And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh wait, we got to interview this guy. And then a lot has happened since then. So our other guest of course is Jack Jameson. How are you doing Jameson? Good man. What's going on guys. Long time. No see. Yeah, good to see you again. Looking jacked as always. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? love yeah, to see whatever. it. Looking more jacked than ever. Pumped, man. Pumped to be here. Pumped. We got the Black Italian Stallion on right now. The Buffalo Bomber. The Five O. The Popo. The Black Italiano. <laughs> oh man, are you going to be there live for this thing on Friday, Jameson? Uh, I wanted to. I'm going to be booked for uh, Ring of Honor that weekend. Oh, so. of course. Hey. Fair enough. Well, speaking of, how is that all going, man? You've done a lot since we talked last. I mean, you're a regular part of Ring of Honor. You appeared on Collision, part of Iron Savages. I mean, those guys are killing it. As a matter of fact, did you de- is your debut match against those guys, and now you're teaming with them? Um, 
Yes, it was my debut match with AEW, actually. AEW yeah. Dark was my first time there. It was actually like my fifth match total was a tag team match against Bear Country. Uh, and then I've actually had two more matches against them. Um, and then that led to me uh, getting an opportunity with them. They were they were pretty impressed that they were kicking my ass so badly. And I kept coming back for more. So they were like, you know what? Let's see. Let's see what this guy's like outside of the ring. We started going to the gym, hanging out, lifting, you know. Uh, two big boys like that, Dirty Bulk Bronson and the Sauce Boss Beefcake Boulder. It's uh, It's been pretty cool. It's been a lot of fun. Been lifting a lot of weights. Been eating a lot of food. Those boys like to eat. But, you know, you got to keep them big and ready. Two big athletes like that. Uh, collision was insane. That was something. Uh, going up against the Acclaimed, one of the best tag teams in the world right now. Sans daddy ass. <laughs> Were you disappointed that Daddy Ass wasn't there? I mean, you you were outside uh, you know with what? the Iron and Savages. Rubrics, he heard that I was gonna be there, and he was like, <laughs> "You know what? Let me just retire so I don't like embarrass myself." <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna run that. that. Just gonna kick my ass. <laughs> I'm gonna run that as a clickbait headline. Be like, Jack Jameson said, "Daddy Ass is a coward." And oh yeah, everybody... that's great. That's great for me when I go to practice. Yeah, I'm gonna say I know you guys have history, the two of y'all, um, through training and also at CDW, he was there live at one of the CDW shows, which uh yes, you know, yeah, he came that. and saved QT Marshall from uh CYN and EC three. And then they ended up having a match on our final show, which was incredible. Uh QT and Daddy Ass scissoring each other, one of the most hated men in wrestling and one of the most loved men in wrestling coming together to take down CYN. You love to see it. Yeah, and as you said, final show for CDW Championship District Wrestling, which bittersweet. I hope you know. I hope there's more of some kind that comes of all of that. I, I thought it was something that was cool in the scene, and uh, I very much appreciated being a part of the commentary team a little bit for that. That was like a dream come true for me to be able to be involved. So you know, I think that people should check those shows out. They're available on the Nightmare Family YouTube. Like they're they're great shows, and like they they got a lot of views for like a company that didn't run very many shows. It like blows a lot of like established indies out of the water as far as like numbers and production and like quality and everything yeah i'm uh i'm pretty fucking good at this i guess <laughs> <laughs> yes. we had over uh we had over ten thousand views on like all six shows i believe now um some of them have a lot more than ten thousand views um i would be interested in booking some more shows and uh putting my brand of wrestling out there if uh anybody has some money and wants to give it to me <laughs> yes yeah absolutely i definitely i like that you know that's where you got to go 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 for the money jameson i love it hey, like, you know look, what if somebody uh, pays enough I'm, I'm here it's not free people yeah. that come work for us and get booked you know they want money i want money it's everybody wants money so you want to see good wrestling uh that comes out of my creative brain <laughs> Ah, love it. Uh, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch to Joe. Joe, um, you got the fight this weekend, so I've been looking at highlights, and we'll get into the the boxing stuff. But you got the the background there. It is the cop car? You are you. You're billed as as a cop. It says cop um, from Georgia on there. So please tell me, balancing being a cop and fighting, you know, on on the weekends and training to to fight. Uh, I gotta know just more about this because it's a it's a hard life for for the cops. Yeah, you know, it's um so I'm in I'm in some I'm on like a proactive sorry it's like muting oh, in and yeah. out, sorry. Yeah, sorry, it's muting in and out a lot. 
Well, let me see. That's cops get no respect. Even the city can't get a good self. How's that? Is that any better? Yeah, I can, we can hear you now. I think it's because I had the mic on the wheel, which makes perfect sense. I'm oh, like, oh, there okay. you go. Okay, we can hear you perfect <laughs> now. Time. Anytime you guys need me, I got this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I work in Zone Six um, on a proactive unit, so uh, we're going out and looking for stuff. We're not answering nine one one calls, so. We're, we're busy nonstop um, the whole time. Um, I love it. I have a lot of fun with it. I, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it since I came down here and started doing it. And then um, once I got into boxing, it was just about finding time. You know, if I, if I want to compete, if I want to win, and I don't want to embarrass myself in front of my family and friends, then I got to find time to put the work in. You know what I mean? And I, uh, I found an awesome, awesome trainer down here, Mr. Brian Jensen, who is uh, – best pad holder of all time awesome coach and he's uh he's put me through the ringer and he's gotten me to where i where i am now and um i don't see anybody stopping me so um, i'm pretty excited about this weekend yeah mean body cam footage of him chasing some dude through the city of atlanta getting <laughs> fucking smashed by a car rolls over the hood of the car into the street pops uh-huh. up Keeps chasing this dude and catches him. <laughs> I do have that video. If you guys want, I can send it to you. Oh, I 100% <laughs> yes. want yeah. to see this. I, I love watching On Patrol. I don't know yeah. if you you know that show, yeah. but like, I, I don't know how, like, it seems realistic. It seems like not stage stuff to yeah. me, uh, but it sounds like you do just similar stuff of like, yeah, we're kind of looking for stuff that's happening. And if stuff is going down, we got we got to handle that. So I love that show for people who have not seen On Patrol. It is a great way to kill hours on a Friday, Saturday night. <laughs> Think about that. I love the body cam footage and that stuff because it gives people who don't really, who only have like um, TV show ideas of what, we do get to see like the real thing. It's a, it's a video camera on our chest. You can see exactly what we see. And sometimes it gives you a good input into uh, how crazy or funny things get for us out here on the street. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was actually another video. You want to talk about this guy's conditioning and his in-ring shape. I saw another video from a helicopter. It was oh. the thermal <laughs> scannings. And you just see these two guys running through the woods. And then all the way back, you see this one big predator-looking body just. <laughs> and he catches them, too. That was a good one. That was, there was who, um, they had robbed somebody and um, shot somebody who survived. But they were hiding in the woods. The helicopter was above. They were telling us where, where they were. And, um. The helicopter watched them throw the gun away. So that's why I ran at them like a madman. Even like I actually wasn't I knew that they didn't have the weapon anymore. But I ran and I for some reason it was like um they balled together like an actual wrestling move, like a double clothesline. Like they stood together and I just like tackled them at once. And it worked out well. That one worked out well. Give them the old bear hug. Nice. <laughs> Well, your I mean, your skills and your like your conditioning and everything has really translated well into boxing so far in, you know, in your fights. And I know there's like a lot of training involved and stuff like that. Before I ask you about some of your fights so far, um, what was kind of the motivation of like going into boxing, like actually competing? Because it's one thing to like, 
be in good shape and like hit mitts and like do it like you know for fun or to stay in shape or like a hobby but it's another thing to like go in there and willingly you know know someone might hit you in the head you you're trying to win you're trying to beat somebody like it's a totally different thing like what's kind of your motivation behind wanting to be involved in that so um actually i always take this back it sounds funny but my the very first book i read it was a biography of muhammad ali so i always loved like and i would love his quotes and i would just i had all the posters of him but i when i we were in buffalo i just didn't know that's where we're both from. Um, we, I didn't know of any boxing there. Um, I didn't know boxing gyms and I was playing basketball there. So I played college basketball and then I kind of got as good as I could at that sport. I moved down here and I just wanted another challenge. And there's nothing like starting from the bottom, like, and watching yourself and feeling yourself get better at it. And it's, it's honestly, it's not the same, but it's similar to uh, Jameson's story here. Cause at the same time, he always has loved wrestling, and, and he was like, I, I want to do it. I could do it. He got an opening. He started from the bottom, and he just kept building, feeling himself getting better and better and better, and that's how it was with me with boxing. I just kind of got addicted to it almost, but you could be addicted to much worse things. <laughs> Jameson, how long have y'all known each other, and like, did y'all, did y'all both move here at the same time to Georgia and everything? Or well, like- we, did. we did move here at the same time. It was maybe like two or three weeks apart. Um, we ended up living together after a little while for, as well, um, for a little bit, but Joe, I think the first time I met Joe was maybe right, uh, the summer after high school, we threw a party at my buddy's house in Niagara Falls and we had literally like his dad would stay in Syracuse on the weekend. So we had, we had, this was like a big blow. We bought like 30 cases of beer. We had like 20 bottles of booze. Mind you, this is right after high school. Don't ask me how we got those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but are you, had, wait, wait, wait. you you have a cop on the show right now time and arrest his former self you know <laughs> <laughs> but we had uh we had it was like our biggest party yet we used to have parties all the time but this was like our big one we were gonna blow it out so we had like a hundred people there there was all the local schools everybody was coming through and then we saw joe and his buddy i believe anthony yep. maybe they they walked up and they were just twice the size of everybody so me and my buddy whose house it was we were looking at each other and we're like all right if those guys get into a fight we got their side we're we're with them (laughs) we don't don't know who the hell they are but we're not kicking them out of this party they could be in the wrong it does not matter we are we are taking their side on this little did you know i didn't know how to throw a damn punch so you you, i probably lost in there (laughs) that's pretty that's really cool though like both of y'all having like the, like Jameson being like trying like the wrestling path while Joe's trying like the like the law enforcement and boxing like kind of parallel with one another both of y'all doing your thing it's not like you know at the same time I, that that's really cool that's working out so well for both of y'all yeah it's a, I think it's one of the coolest things ever and honestly I probably wouldn't have become an officer if it wasn't for uh Jameson here if I don't know if he knows remembers but he's the reason I got my first job here which was security at a bar in Buckhead and through security, I met an officer who was working at the door. And that's what got me into the department. So technically, wait, no, oh, I got to learn the cameras. This guy is the reason that I, uh, I got, I'm in this job now. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, who was that? Snug Life? Yeah. Garrett, yeah. <laughs> Garrett yep. He went actually, all- Garrett came to all the, the uh, district shows as well. He was a big fan too. So that's pretty cool that that all comes full circle. 
love that. Okay, how how do you get the nickname Snug Life? I need I need this story. Uh, he has it tattooed on his big belly, just like two. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Do, but do you know how it is it for like snuggle? Like does he Yeah, he likes to cuddle. Okay. Oh. He said he just likes to <laughs> snuggle. Rules. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that honestly rules. Joe, you did cut out for a second. Uh you you're good. You're good now. Um I see you messing with the camera. Hopefully you can hear you us sneezing okay. or something. Yeah. Oh, now we can't hear him. Can't hear uh, you. Yeah. Tell you this is what I'm here for. Just like chic, man. It's just like chic. I was going to say, just like chic. Oh, this is tradition. Tradition. <laughs> it's not a Jameson appearance if the person he's with just does not have just a bunch That's of right. tech issues. more opportunity for talk. That's kind of my thing. So, you know, it might be me. I might be sabotaging everybody I come on here with. Let's see if it's working. Jim. Sorry, Joe. Joe, go ahead and try to say something real quick. Can you hear I don't me? know if you can hear us. Uh oh. Oh. I was like, Jameson, I can't ask you about your right hand and how you throw it and, and knock people out with it. I mean, you might have a, a good right hand, but I've never seen it in a professional boxing bout. So I don't know. If uh, I did it. punch Slim J in the face. Uh, True. The first time I was paired up with the Iron Savages. <laughs> you can ask him how it is. <laughs> All right, let's Man. see if we can get Joe's working here. <laughs> can, can you hear us, Joe? Hold up the number one if you can hear us. Like the bloodline. Sorry. I, just... I like the bloodline. <laughs> the bloodline. I don't, I don't know if he, he can. I'm going to say I might just boot him and then try to bring him back in. Yeah, uh, go for it. Yeah. If uh... All right. So I'm going to kick him for a second, and then hopefully Boom. he realizes to enter back in. Or if you want to message him, Jameson, to let him know, hey, just try to get back in. And I'll, and, I'll let him know. I'll, I'll grab him. him. Cool. Um, I was. I had a boxing question prepared for, for Joe, and now, all right. Well, let me ask you this, Jameson. Uh, since right. we are on the subject of boxing, do you have any interest in competing Ooh. in the world of boxing? Because there is a lot of a uh, wrestling YouTube influencer crossover with all this. You know what? I'm glad you asked that question because no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a I fake like answer. I am. Give... I think. I think Joe should make the transition from boxing into wrestling. I think. Oh, I was going to ask him that as well. I was 100 going to ask him yeah. that. All right, let's He's see. Back. Let's see if we yes, can hear. Absolutely, him. Joe should be a wrestler. I should not be a boxer. It does not go both ways. <laughs> okay, I think we got him. There we ben. go. Can you hear a show? I can hear you. I was okay. Guys, lips move, and <laughs> nothing. And I was like. <laughs> okay we're good we're good um sorry jeremy you had a question for joe yeah I, let me ask because because jameson can't answer a question about you throwing a right hand so i'm gonna ask you about throwing your right hand because i've seen the highlights and and the fights and like you're you're knocking these dudes silly and some of these guys are very tough like they're not going down it looks like you're hitting them with everything you got but that right hand is nasty Absolutely nasty. So uh, walk me through just kind of like like the technique of everything, because a lot of times you see these boxers who were on these shows and there ain't much technique to it. No offense to these guys, but you, uh, everything looks pretty, pretty crisp, pretty crisp, pretty clean. So, so talk to me a little bit about the technique and just the, the feeling of hitting someone with a right hand like that. Yeah. So honestly, um, like I said earlier, I didn't, you th- you watch stuff on TV and you're like, I know how to do this. Like I could definitely do this. Like we, we, everyone does it with every sport. You watch a professional soccer play, like, play and you're like, if they put the ball there, I would put it in the net, but we wouldn't. So like finally, once I met with Brian and some of the, the trainers, 
they taught me the technique of, you know, sitting down on the punch, using my hips, turning my shoulder and stuff. And once it, it, it became kind of like a natural movement and um, you kind of realize that if you do certain things the right way, you can just pop somebody with some of these punches. And some of it's similar to almost throwing a baseball. You, the mechanics are throwing a football, the mechanics of the hip turning and, and all that. So um, once I learned how to do it correctly, it was just kind of like fire from there. And I just kept training it and training it. And um, the thing I, the thing I keep saying to everybody is that with these rough and rowdy fights, you know, I could be technical as anybody else and just sit there and jab and move around and stuff. But like, these are for, it's called rough and rowdy brawls. They're for brawls. So sometimes I just want to entertain the crowd and I just unhappy to, to Brian. I, I uh, lose a little technique and just throw some bombs, but it's fun. Too much fun. They keep giving me guys who are twice my size, but I don't give a damn. He's getting the John Cena treatment over there. Yeah, these, yeah. Dudes, these dudes you've been fighting are huge. Again, you're hitting them, and it looks like you're walloping. Yeah. These dudes, and they are just – it looks like they're just taking it. Like, yeah. how, no, how is this happening? Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that uh, last guy. Last Didn't you hit some that... guy so hard you knocked him out, and then you knocked him back too? Yeah. <laughs> last guy. He's so <clears throat> super nice guy, by the way. We had a, a bunch of beers after. but The, he, the hammer, right? The, the hammer. Yeah. Hammer Harris. He's uh, six foot eight. And 310 pounds is what he was when I fought him. I was probably, it says 230, but that was, I weighed in with my clothes and my shoes on. So I was probably 225 and I'm 6'3 and I'm looking, I'm like, all right, he's enormous. I was like, but you know, I'm going to touch that damn chin and we're going to see what the fuck happens. Cause I'm going to hit it a lot and he's going to miss a lot because I'm going to be able to use what I got. And, um, I hit him and I would watch him stumble. And I, one of the times I watched him on the ropes, I watched him go limp. And if I would have stepped back, he would have fallen. But I hit him two more times, and he woke back up and just threw a baker at me. Like, fuck. <laughs> man. But, yes, they just keep giving me the big boys. But I, it doesn't bother me. I love it. Yeah. I know. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, like, uh, about that fight with uh, with the hammer. I Like, props to that guy, by the way. Because I, I legitimately don't think he's going to lose to anybody else. Like, he no. seemed like the second best guy, like, available, like, that they could have possibly found to fight you, to be honest. Like, Absolutely. he was super tough, big. Like, he actually seemed like he had a pretty good grasp of what, like, he was doing. Because there, there was a wide range of, of, of talent levels on these shows. I mean, um, which is the whole point, like you said. And that's why you want to be entertaining. It's a barstool <laughs> you know, fighting event. Like it's, it's yeah. for fun. I mean, it, it, it needs to be an alternative. It, it can't be the same as, as the other events for it to, I mean, I, 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 I like the presentation, especially because of the entertainment aspect being, you know, you came out dressed up like Stone Cold Steve Austin for, you know, for your fight. Also my brother, I gave, I gave my brother the Sandman shirt like a decade ago and I've always <laughs> let him keep it. And he wore it out to the ring with yep. me. I, I was very, I was very proud of that. Yeah. And, and by the way, just for what it's worth, I know you said, you know, he might uh, not, not like some of the technique or whatever, like during the fight. Or, he's very, very proud of you. He nonstop is talking about like this, the next fight you've got or anything coming up for you. Like he's, he, he loves you, dude. So like dude. he, trust me, he's showing everyone these highlights as well. But um, like, yeah, how, how, what was the kind of the, the thought process and the mindset of like going with the stone cold vest for the entrance and everything? So, um, <laughs> I've I've been a huge wrestling fan since I was little, and I remember speaking of Stone Cold, I sh- I sent up, I had a, I had an old coloring book from when I was in uh, I think middle school, 
and I drew a picture of Stone Cold, and I showed Greg it recently. It's actually awesome, I think. But <laughs> I was always a wrestling fan. Um, Stone Cold and The Rock were always my favorites. I have a bunch of pictures of them in my man cave. Um, I was so into wrestling. My mom told me the story the other day. One of you guys might know the exact one, but it was when Sean, it was when Shawn Michaels got carted off on a stretcher. Um, I want to say it might have been when he jumped off of a um, a ladder, one of the fights. But he's carted off in a stretcher. My mom said she had to console me because I was just bawling and losing it. I was fully engulfed in the in the WWE back in the day. So with that, Stone Cold has always fired me up. His music, that glass breaking, it just it gets me going every time. So went online, found a vest. I'll be wearing it out again, and I'll be walking out to that glass breaking again. Can't wait. You can't. That's pick, uh, uh, it's not the first time you wore that vest, isn't it? You uh, was it what <laughs> AJ's wedding? Yeah, I I, I wore it. To, I my entrance to one of I was the best man at a wedding, and in front of his whole family, who did, <laughs> and his wife's whole family didn't meet me. I walked into Stone Cold's music, sat on top of the bar, smashed beers together, and chugged them on my face with no shirt on. So I'd say I'm in. I'm definitely. <laughs> I oh, I absolutely Jeremy, look. I, I was gonna say, Jeremy's got something in common with you here with the yeah, wedding. Look, I absolutely love too. this. At my wedding, yeah. I had John Cena's theme. Yep. Uh, that was our our first like entrance song there when you when you walk through. And I was ready to run, take off, you know, do the salute and go. <laughs> and my hand. wife was like, ab- "Yes, exactly." <laughs> my wife was like, "Absolutely not! You gotta like, be kidding. We're not uh, doing that." Yeah, <laughs> she's a wrestling fan, by the way. Like, yeah, she's a she big wrestling it. fan. Yeah, yeah, she's a wrestling fan. She has no problem with it, but she's like, nope, not running. She had, you know, heels on and all this yeah. stuff. She's like, not doing any of that. <laughs> Love, awesome. Uh, I was so, and you, I think it was your last fight. Maybe it was even the first fight, but it said that like nine guys like just refused to face you. It how, keeps happening. Yeah. 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 How frustrating is that of like, oh, I got an opponent. No, I, I don't have an opponent. Like, yeah. just how frustrating, frustrating is that? Because you're putting the work in and, and during work, instead of work, after work and before work, I'm going to the gym. Like I'm putting the work in. So then to hear that, you're like, damn, because you know how much time you're taking away from just other things you could be doing. So every time I was excited, I'd be like, yes, they got someone an hour later. No, he's not going to I'm like, fuck, dude. So like it was a roller coaster for sure. And um, I, I mean, I'm so happy that RJ obviously stepped in and that guy – it takes two to tango. I wouldn't. We got fight of the night, and that's because I got stepped in there with a monster as well. So, I was I was really happy about that one. I know. Uh, what, man, people just don't want to fight my fucking boys. That's yeah, that's, nobody that's, wants to fight the Iron Savages. Nobody wants to fight the Black Italian Stallion. And if nope. you guys remember Austin Green over on the district shows, he's also an MMA fighter. His biggest yep. issue is that he can't get fights. Nobody wants a piece of my crew. That's that's very Jason, fair. Jason, you're you're training too many killers out here. You gotta you gotta <laughs> tell it do. down. <laughs> true, so true. And I I know um, uh, Dave Portnoy, who massive shout out to him. Not that he needs it from us, but like that guy just bought back Barstool for one dollar. I mean, just like winning massively. And he um he is on record as saying that your the first round of your last fight was the best round in rough and rowdy history up to this point. So I mean, like. I mean, and, and it was really cool to see because you can see it all kind of as your last fight was playing out, the crowd was super into it. The commentary was going crazy. And like right after the fight, I'm really bad about everyone's names, but there was like the dude from Barstool that was like there right next to the commentary or nearby. And he was like 
dude, we got to get you back. Like it was like immediately they're like trying to bring you in and it's like title shots. And so they're really getting behind you now. So it's gone from like, you know, which opponent am I going to fight? Which guy people keep falling out? Like, I know there wasn't a whole lot of money as far as like helping with travel previously and stuff. I know that's gotten a bit better. Like it sounds yep. like they're starting to like take care of you and like really prioritize you as a part of like the brand. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, when you see a star. <laughs> yes. Facts. <laughs> Absolutely. I imagine it's just like, I, I imagine it's similar to wrestling. You know, when you, when you start to show people what you're worth and then you start to, the fans are liking it. People are talking about it. Once they're talking about you and you got that buzz, then they're like, all right, we need to have this guy back because we'll keep getting those, those fans. We'll keep getting this action. We'll keep getting this entertainment as long as we get these guys back to the show. So it, it makes sense. Do you Honestly, have any- that's, if Barstool wants to build up a brand with these rough and rowdy fights, they can make this man the face of that brand. Not only is he a monster in the ring, not only is he a police officer and a great role model, but this guy... He's just an incredible human being. He's the nicest man you could ever meet. He's oh. going out of his way to help people. He used to work with kids with uh, disabilities even. He's just stand up through and through. Just a great guy. Barstool should just run their entire promotion based around his face. Oh, dude. This, <laughs> listen, my first plan was to have the Undertaker Paul Bear set up where I just don't talk and Jameson <laughs> talks to me all the time. I was like, I would love to just let him talk because God, he's got a gift of the gab, baby. That nah, pretty much worked out that way anyway. So. <laughs> James, Jameson is so great. And I love Jameson for, for many reasons. But one of my one of my biggest is that one, he can handle himself. Look at him. He's the most jack right, man you know, in the world. But, Buffalo boys, we come for brawls, you know. <laughs> but he also he can he can talk all the everybody else up and then they all back themselves up and like Jameson can be like, you guys can handle all yeah. of this. Cause Jameson, you can, you know, you, you talk them up and they, they can handle it, but you could maybe talk yourself into maybe some not great situations with certain people, but you know, talk, you, know. <laughs> you got, you got the <laughs> iron savages. The they do. You got Joe, you're fine. Like they can all handle them, them themselves. That's why I love you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it helps. It definitely helps. Uh, I'm a bigger guy, you know, uh, I'm, no small fry myself. I can easily handle any situation that I have to deal with, but it's nice to know that if I want to go run my mouth, I'm always going to have some monsters that are even bigger than me standing behind me like Joe or the Iron Savages. <laughs> or with BGU, I got the seven foot tw- I can't even, I lost this whole deal. What is it? The six foot 12 inch, <laughs> yeah. 15% of a metric ton, the zebra print. Oh, big trouble, Ben Bishop. I got it back, baby. Big Ben. <laughs> yes. Well, now, now speaking of, you know, yeah, I know you've just put over Joe Jameson as, you know, a, a great guy, which, you know, we, we, we echo that as well um, about Joe. He seems like a great guy. My brother has said great things about him uh, the whole time he's, he's been involved. And, I do, I do wonder though, um, if you do want to talk any trash, Joe, in any way, shape, or form, um, is there any interest in like, let's say, let's say hypothetically speaking, and I think this is how things are going to go personally. I'm a bit biased, obviously. I think you go in, you win your fight on on Friday, you become the champion of you know Barstool's Rough and Rowdy. Yeah. Um, there's a big crossover appeal in like celebrity boxing and like influencer boxing and all this other kind of stuff. And you obviously have the skill set. I think you would like absolutely destroy just like your average TikToker. But like there's some guys that like, you know, take it seriously. Obviously, the big one being Jake Paul or like the Paul yeah. Brothers KSI, but they're like 
professional. I mean, Jake especially is like an actual professional boxer now. Pretty yeah, wild. Yeah. But the, the point being, do you have any like celebrities in mind or anyone that you would want to fight? Anyone you would like to beat up because like you could in a boxing fight? This this is, this is going to sound funny and sound crazy, but way back before he fought um, Aaron Carter, Lamar Odom, he came to our gym. I heard about this. Yes. He came to our gym and I was, I was way at home. I wasn't even close to the gym. And, and I think Brian called me. He was like, this, I'm not joking when I ask you this question. Do you want to spar with Lamar Odom? And I'm like, what? He's like, yes, like L.A. Lakers, Lamar Odom. Do you want to spar with him? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, all right, come here in the next whenever. So I get there. Awesome. I'm warming up. I'm getting warm. His trainer comes in before and he's like, hey, uh, he, I, he watched me warm up for a minute. Hey, uh, could you just um, not punch me in the face? Right, I get it. Fine. Um, maybe don't. Maybe don't punch him in the body either. I'm like, all right. So there's no, so there's nowhere to punch him. And his leg is an illegal guy. And then he's like, um, yeah, maybe just let him throw punches at you and just move around. I'm like, dude, buddy, you could have done that with a fucking punching bag. But all right. So, so just after, keep your hands at your side. Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, I'm just here, just fucking letting him punch at me. So after that, I was, I know it wasn't his call and I, I get it, but I would like to fight him. I would like to get my hands on him since I was, I had to allow him to put his hands on me to make him feel good. Yeah. That's, <laughs> just guard up. Maybe yeah. put the left hand out to, yep. that's about <laughs> it. Joe would knock his bare ass down like oh. a tree timber and over in the woods. Oh, yeah, we're going, I'm already fighting all these big motherfuckers. I might as well fight a fuck. Lamar Odom, like, okay, I know the guy gets a lot of flack, deservedly so, I get it, but, like, R.I.P. Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter actually got off, like, 10 unanswered to the dome. to Like, if they were even remotely the same size, Aaron Carter would have knocked him out. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was just a complete mismatch. You Absolutely. would destroy Lamar Odom in a, in a fight. It wouldn't be close. Agreed. Absolutely. Love to see that happen. We can maybe hope, hopefully we made that happen. Maybe someone will clip this one day after you win this title and we're going to, we'll just start tagging Lamar Odom and stuff. Because sure, he's fought since, he's fought since Aaron Carter. He's yeah, fought other people. I'm sure, I'm sure Barstool would pay him too. To yeah. But by their champion. You guys, you guys live in the rumor rails. Start putting things out there. <laughs> this is what I do for a living. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. made headlines and then it manifests into something more. Local, Easily local cop, Barstool oh. hero, challenges <laughs> professional athletes to fights. Yes. Jameson, you're you're gonna take my job here. You're already too good and so many other I'm not as good and I don't other know, stuff. man. That was kind of a Leslie Nope headline. I don't know if you watched <laughs> a little dragged out there. This is this is all I'm good at, Jameson. Please do not take this from me. All right. I'm not good at anything else. I can't all have right, you taking right. this. You can have the rumor bill. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh Joe, we, we were talking a little bit um when you were over the connection issues, but in and we've talked about like the professional wrestling ties and stuff. Is there any interest in appearing in that world? Oh man, I mean that would obviously be unbelievable. That would be really, really cool if if that could ever happen. That would be like He acts like it couldn't happen tomorrow. <laughs> I it would be the coolest fucking thing ever. I'd be so fucking down for that. That would be awesome. I would I would be any any way, shape, or form, even just to be on the side and be the guy who gets like, someone slide tackled out of there and kicks me in the face. I would do that. That would be some fucking fun for me. I would be because I went to I went to um, Jameson's first show at District. We were front row, 
And it was just, dude, the adrenaline I was gotten just from being in the front row and seeing one of my best friends out there. I was so fired up that whole time. So to be on the other side of that fence would be pretty damn cool. Hey, and you know what? That's uh, He just lives 10 minutes down the road from the factory here. So you never know. We can always get him in the ring and Joe could be an Iron Savage before you know it. Oh yeah! Oh, I love that. I know. I know. There's like a 10 hour uh, double AEW taping coming up in in Georgia pretty I'll soon. I'll be there. So, not so this what, weekend. Not this week, but next week. Next week. Yeah, week. Yeah. They're in Nashville tomorrow. Yeah. 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 yeah it's next week. They're in Georgia. So what we're saying is Joe's going to be on that show. He's going to be on the ROH show <laughs> next to next to Jameson. And the, the Joe, might, Joe might come down from the ceiling, fucking stinger style. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> absolutely love it um i i know we're, we're we're wrapping up here so you know big final things joe any anything to to plug and then final comments on on this fight this weekend um honestly just everybody go out and watch this rough and rowdy the whole show is going to be an absolute fucking blast it's going to be bangers from the beginning to the end once we get to my fight it's going to be a five rounds is what it's scheduled for but there's a zero percent chance we go five rounds it's going to be two warriors going in there throwing bombs and I'm gonna put that motherfucker to sleep, and that's just it, right, baby? Jameson, do you have anything to to plug with the Iron Savages? And they nearly tossed Anthony Bowens out of the ring. Uh, on by oh, the way, man, I love... have you guys been seeing those memes that people are making? Those are great. oh, it's hilarious. Stuff. Anthony Absolutely Bowens hilarious. going back to his planet. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I also um, I love I'm the right. reaction when when Bowens or when, when Caster uh, hit him with the line and he just fell backwards on it. Oh, great you know, of the Lizzo's backup dancers. Come on now. <laughs> they sold it somebody well. that's not getting canceled. <laughs> Jason, let everybody know what what you got going on. Uh, well, follow me on Instagram at Pose Malone. Follow me on Twitter at Pose Malone JJ. Jack Jameson, for those of you that can't figure it out. Big brain stuff over here. <laughs> uh, I Savages Ring of Honor tune in we were on Collision if you haven't watched check it out yet great tag team match against the Acclaim watch us watch us watch us on Ring of Honor whenever you get the chance and uh, we have a new shirt out on shophonor.com sip the savage sauce you can work out like a savage all you gotta do is sip the savage sauce <laughs> Did you explain how this pairing came together? Because I think you were last time we had you on, you you, you were just uh, gotten injured. Yeah, but... it was real vague. Yeah. Okay. Well, can I'm gonna press for more <laughs> since I'm in the rumor mill here. I told you, man. We were. I got my ass kicked by them three times. They were uh, pretty impressed that I kept coming back. Uh, we started going to the gym together. They were like, "Let's get a feel for this psycho." Uh, I took him to the gym. I showed him my secret stash of pre workout that I make myself, which is the savage sauce. Nobody knows the ingredients. We got it's a more hidden formula than Coca-Cola. Nobody knows what's going on in there. But I promise <laughs> you, you only sip it. People have been asking, can I chug savage sauce? You do not chug savage sauce. If you chug savage sauce, you will put a hole through your wall in the shape of your body. Okay, what's a good meal that goes with savage sauce? Like what what do you what do you bear and are boulder and bronson eat with the Well, savage that's sauce? different. That's the I eat chicken and rice. Okay. Dirty Bulk Bronson might be eating a pizza burger donut. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah and Beefcake Boulder, he spends a lot of time at Disney, so whatever they got at the stands that he's walking past is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funnel cakes or something like that. 
<laughs> hey, you know what? Those boys, man, they're, they're something. Those are two big athletes. You got to keep them fed and you got to keep them working out. If I don't have them burn 3,000 calories every single day, I can't get them to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see those guys. Tell them a bedtime story. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, the three bears. <laughs> the three bears. There you go. Uh, Jameson, thank you as always. Joe, thank you uh, for, for doing this. Thank, thank both of you guys. Good luck this weekend. Joe, Jameson, good luck this weekend uh, with, with ROH tapings. Again, guys, thank you. Jameson, it's good to see you again. Good I mean, to see I've you missed, guys. Absolutely. I've Joey, missed you. You're a fucking really, really dude. Knock him the hell out. Take that title. Let Barstool yes. know what's up. Tell Uncle Dave you want all the deals. <laughs> all, the, all the money, like we talked about. All that money. Right. Get- money first. And then fame. Money first. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Guys, check the links below. You can support them. All the all the ways to support them, all the ways to keep up with them are in the links below in the description. Joe, thank you again. Good luck this weekend. Thanks. Jameson, thank you. Good luck this weekend. Guys, we'll be right back here on the spot. back big thank you my hair is atrocious big thank you to jameson and joe for for hanging out with us for about 40 minutes there everyone go check out rough and rowdy this weekend uh link is below watch joe and his fight as he goes after the title and then maybe we can set up a fight against lamar odom and go check out jameson ryan on roh television aw collision good to see jameson again good to talk to joe great dude so everyone uh appreciate y'all tuning in today thank you for the support thank you for the super chats leave a thumbs up on the video thanks for subscribing getting a hundred thousand subscribers to this here channel let's try to get uh five overbooked 15k that's what we're shooting for yeah that doesn't seem too too unreasonable right 15k for fightful overbooked let's get there um Guys, again, thank you. Go to FightFloverBook.com. Check out all the great content we got there in the weeds tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. We got Alec Price on the show scheduled to join us. So I hope everyone tunes into that. Thank you again, everyone. I appreciate it. Love y'all. Enjoy y'all's weekend. Talk to y'all next week. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.